from the high desert and the great American Southwest, I bid you all good evening and or good morning wherever you may be across this great land of ours and beyond. For example, the Tahitian and Hawaiian Island chains, exotically located in the Pacific and West, eastward to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, where holy hell is breaking loose tonight. South into South America, north all the way to the pole. This is Coast to Coast AM. Good morning, everybody. Open lines all night long. It's all yours. There is going to be but one caveat, and that is my my first-time caller line. And actually, I, I guess I'll take them on any any line, but we'll we'll exclusively devote the first-time caller line. To any members out there, and there's a lot of out there, of a secret society. That's right. People have been urging me to do a show on various secret societies. And I thought, why limit oneself to one secret society? You know, who knows? There's probably all kinds of really secret societies because we don't know about them because they're secret, right? So along with the uh, rather well-known secret societies, we are going to uh, limit that line, area code 702-727-1222, to anybody who wants to tell us about your secret society. Now, I just wonder what we'll get. I have no idea. It's open to anybody in any secret society. I don't want to say anybody who who knows about secret societies but is not a part of one because we all have our suspicions, right? But what do we know? So you've got to be a member of a secret society willing to at least tell us something about your society. I mean, surely you have a handshake, a wink, a secret sign of some sort. You have ceremonies. You have, well, who knows what you have because it's secret, right? And for years and years and years, people have been talking about these various secret societies. And I don't have to list them here for you. You've heard it on talk radio for as long as there's been talk radio. Well, Art the Masons did it. You know they did. You know what they do. (laughs) They are but one. They're not, well, they're a little secret. So, we're devoting tonight's program on that line to members of secret societies who would like, well, if you want to blow the whistle or maybe disenfranchised members of secret societies who are still alive. I mean, some of them, of course, probably aren't still alive. They blew the whistle, and they were liquidated by the society. I mean, once you take the oath, you can't go blabbing publicly, right? And if you do, why, uh, you're with Jimmy Hoffa somewhere. So, We're going to do that. Um, Otherwise, let us take a quick look at the news, and there is some. Hurricane Jose is ripping roofs from houses. It's tearing down churches. It's flinging debris through deserted streets in Antigua. 
It's sitting in Tigua head-on, threatening a string of other Caribbean islands, one of which I'm heard on. Actually, I'm, I'm heard on um, uh, the majority. You know what? We should leave a line open for the Caribbean. I wonder if they've got telephone service or if it's already off. Are you guys in St. Thomas okay? Are you going to be okay? Are you preparing for the worst? Jose, at 100 miles an hour, the Prime Minister, acting Prime Minister actually, Sam Condor, told the people of St. Kitts and Nevis to prepare for the worst. Forecasters think that Jose is going to swing north and probably miss the U.S. We'll see. In the meantime, I've got a lot of listeners, um, of course, in uh, the Caribbean. And if you would like to call me, why don't you use the wild card line? Let's hold that open a little bit for people uh, down in the uh, U.S. Virgin Islands who can hear my voice, and uh, that would be a lot of you. I believe they start with the first hour. They may start with the second hour. I don't remember anymore. So, uh, the wild card line, area code 702-727-1295, we devote to anybody in the Caribbean. So you can let us know what's going on. And by the way, as always, I should mention that uh, if you would like to see this radio program, what a thrill, huh? It's like watching grass grow. Seeing a radio program. I am but a talking head. And nevertheless, many people find it intriguing to see the person behind the voice on the radio. You can do it. It, it is kind of fun, actually, because you get to hear it as well. And the audio quality is mwah, very, very good, actually. All you do is go to my website, download the G2 player. It's free. Absolutely. Now, there is a version you can pay for, but this one, it's free. So you download it. If you want more bells and whistles, then you can buy one. But uh, otherwise, the free version will do you just fine. Put it into your computer. Come back to my website. On the left-hand side, you'll see streaming video. Click on that. Follow the yellow brick road, and you will be seeing and hearing me on your computer monitor uh, very quickly indeed. Louisiana Republicans have changed the date of their 2000 presidential caucuses to January 15th, nine days before Iowa's traditionally first in the nation caucuses. <gasps> Iowa is going to be pissed. And Louisiana officials threatened to change the date again, even to as early as New Year's Day in the unlikely event that Iowa should get ticked off and reschedule its caucuses. So I guess everybody wants to be first, and Louisiana is determined to be first, even if they have to make it tomorrow, <laughs> so to speak. There is some pretty serious health news floating about. Meningitis warnings. Uh, they're recommending colleges, uh, U.S. colleges, make meningitis vaccines readily available, and they warn students of the risks of the disease. A CDC did stop short of recommending that all college students be vaccinated, 
uh, said they didn't go further in recommendations because current meningitis vaccines are no more than 90% effective and don't work on all strains. So that sounds serious, huh? And so does this. Monterey, Mexico. Dengue fever has swept across northern Mexico near the Texas border. It has killed at least seven people and making thousands of others ill. About 5,500 people in Nuevo Leon have been diagnosed now with a painful mosquito-borne disease this month alone. Of those, about 150 have come down with a serious, sometimes deadly form known as hemorrhagic dengue. Now, that's the bad one. Uh, that's the hemorrhagic uh, means you bleed out. Remember the stories about Ebola and how people die with Ebola? Well, dengue fever will do that to you, too, and it's right it's coming across the border. Now, let's see. Hurricanes destroying everything in their path. Tornadoes with winds never before seen. Environmental degradation, ice caps melting. Earthquakes, seven magnitude and better all over the place. And on and on and on the list goes. I would remind many of you out there that I wrote of this some years ago in a book you can still get called The Quickening. And actually, as you read that book, you will realize we are precisely now in the middle of everything described in that book. Now, there are yet a few things in that book that uh, we have yet to experience, but most of them are well underway. And that was, I don't want to say predicted by me, but written about uh, by me um, uh, several years ago, The Quickening. If you get an opportunity to grab hold of a copy, I think you will find it interesting to read what was uh, written several years ago. We'll be right back. All right, secret societies and hurricanes in the Caribbean coming up shortly. And then whatever else you want to talk about, fair game too. So open line, so anything is uh, okay. But I really do want secret societies. We've never openly discussed this on the radio, never. This is your opportunity tonight if you are a member of one, or maybe somebody in your immediate family has blabbed to you. And if you don't think they'll kill you, you can call us and tell us about it. This is kind of an interesting uh, facts from one of my listeners. Art, scientists have successfully built a device that can send light into the future, which is sort of a crude time machine. When they figure out how to reverse that device and send a light beam back in time, then they will send a Morse code type of signal relaying technology and news that has not yet taken place. Oh, well, that would be brilliant if we managed to get a signal across time toward what was. What a brilliant move. Scientists plan to send a Morse code message back in time do, do, have they ever heard of the word paradox? So 
I can just see some idiot there tapping out a Morse code message about how to construct a time machine to fling something into the future. And about three quarters of the way through, he, the, uh, the Morse code sender and all the rest of us suddenly blink out. Finally got a paradox put together. Right. The United States, according to United Press International, is 25 to 30 years behind, the, behind now in the de development of vaccines against biological weapons and must dramatically alter its approach if it is ever to catch up. The uh, a UPI reported uh, Ken Albach, former deputy director of the Soviet Civilian Biological Weapons Program. <laughs> He said, uh, quote, I didn't want to say this, but we have a problem developing protection against biological weapons. Uh, now we have a very significant gap between our defense and what can be used, that is used offensively against us. Now, he had been one of the CIA's top sources of information on the Russian biological weapons program since its detection in 1992. He said, the Soviet Union developed at least 100 strains of disease for use in weapons, but the U.S. is still developing antidotes for those developed back in the 1970s. <laughs> developing uh, single vaccines for each strain is called an unworkable solution. Instead, he's recommending a novel approach, directing research toward strengthening the human immune system to resist all viruses rather than just inoculating against a few. In other words, he's basically saying it's impossible. They have too many, and if they let them loose, you're not going to be able to stop them, and the best thing you can have is a good, strong immune system. Otherwise, well, the alternative is obvious. Somebody sent me the history of masonry. Uh, otherwise known as the doctors who wear the aprons. In medieval times, masonry was also known as the brotherhood or the craft. Freemasonry evolved from the craft guilds of stonemasons, hence the name. In 1717, so you can see these societies have been around a long time, the foundation of the United Grand Lodge of the Ancient Free and Accepted Masons of England, the oldest body in masonry, arrives in uh, 1733. The first American lodge was established in Boston. In 1791, the first performance of Mozart's opera, The Magic Flute, outrages Vienna's Freemasons by allegedly revealing some of their secrets. In 1888, Jack the Ripper murders five prostitutes in the East End of London. In his book, The Brotherhood, uh, Granada, 1983, Stephen Knight claimed the killings were committed by three Freemasons in order to prevent the prostitutes, revealing the fact that Prince Edward had secretly married and fathered a child by a Roman Catholic commoner. Oh, could it be true? In 1952, Prince Philip uh, joins the Navy Lodge 
2612. He was a reluctant Mason and had to be persuaded to join by George VI. In 1967, in a ceremony at the Royal Albert Hall, in order to mark the 250th anniversary of the Grand Lodge, the Duke of Kent is installed as Grand Master. See, these secret societies have secret grand names, too, like Grand Master. In 1982, God's Banker, that's God's Banker, Roberto Calvi, a leading mason, is found hanged beneath Blackfriars Bridge in London. Oh my, why do you think that happened? Some famous masons you may not have known about. Mozart, Boswell, Oscar Wilde, Franklin Roosevelt, Ernest Borgnine, Buzz Aldrin... The Masonic symbols include square, compass, plumb line, and level white leather aprons. Ritual colors of blue and gold. So there you have a brief history of what little we know about Masons. But you see, it's not just the Masons. It's an entire range of secret societies. Some of them that uh, would, would, would make the Masons look like pikers, by, you know, in comparison. <laughs> and why is that? I'll tell you why. Because we don't know about them because they're a secret. Where can you find out about them? Only here and only tonight. So, if you belong to a secret order of some kind, and you want to tell us or tantalize us with just a little of the information about your organization, its goals, its desires, its passions, its rituals, then this is your night. Tomorrow may not be your day, but this is your night. Secret societies, come on, we're ready for you. <laughs> I'm Art Bell, and this is Coast to Coast AM. We've been traveling far Without a home Not without a star
take a ride? Well, call Art Bell from west of the Rockies at 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies at 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at 1-775-727-1222. The wild card line is open at 1-775-727-1295. And to reach Art on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the Premier Radio Network. Good morning, everybody. It's basically open lines on the toll-free lines. That's how we're going to operate tonight for a little while. The first-time caller line is reserved away for anybody in a secret society ready to blab. Now, yes, there are going to be a lot of strange people that are going to come along, and you're going to hear some strange stories that may in fact not be at all believable. But you've got to bear in mind that if you don't listen before this night is over, you may miss the real thing. I feel a warmth in my heart and my soul that I never knew. Me too. All warm and fuzzy about doing this show. This love affair gives me strength that I need just to get me through. I'll bet they'll rip me off the air. Anyway, secret societies. And then on the wild card line... Well, let me first say, secret society members at area code 702-727-1222. Nothing but. Now, on the wild card line, I'm ta- I realize I'm taking a shot in the dark here because uh, Hurricane Jose is already over the uh, Caribbean, ravaging uh, across Antigua uh, at the moment. But if you can hear us in St. Thomas... In the Caribbean, I would sure like a call from you. So I'll reserve that line away. Area code 702-727. Oh, I'm giving the wrong area code. Damn it, anyway. They changed our area code here, and uh, so I sit here like a like Pavlov's dog reading the old area code. Let me change that, all right? It's area code 775 Seven two seven one two two two. You know, I better just, I just better fix this right now. It's ridiculous to be giving out a stupid old area code that only people in Las Vegas have. We have the exclusive seven seven five. What here? Seven seven five. There. So, Joe, uh, I guess I'm going to have to do this all over again, huh? Since I gave out the wrong damn number. Um, here, so here it is. Secret Society members at area code 775-727-1222. Callers exclusively from the Caribbean area threatened by Jose may call, and we're holding the line open for you at area code 775-727-1295. 775-727-1295. Nine five, and then the east and west of the Rockies line, there for everybody else. Toll free, anything goes. Open line, talk radio. That is what is directly ahead. Just one little item before we begin. This is the only time I'm ever going to say this, so you better listen closely. When I die, I am going to do what Houdini did not do. I am going to come back and supply you with proof of the afterlife. Now, uh, the only question I have in my mind is what would be the most appropriate way 
to do this. That's right. That's what you heard what I said. When I die, I'm coming back in some form, in some way, to supply you all with proof of the afterlife and or my absence, of course, I guess, suppose the, uh, the opposite. That's what I'm going to do. I'm coming back. I, I, all I need is a few suggestions about where I should show my ghostly face to attempt to prove all this to you. All right, well, let's go to the Caribbean and to St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's where you are, huh? Yes, that's correct. Uh, WSTA? WSTA 1340. That's right. That's how to plug your affiliate while they're still in the air. <laughs> uh, all right, listen, what's going on down there? Well, right now it's real quiet. I mean, it's almost eerie. I guess it's the calm before the storm, but there's there's nothing going on. We're just waiting it out. The next few hours will tell the story, whether it's going to go north as predicted or whether we're going to catch the eye over St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. Antigua get, getting the hellhound out of it right now. That's what I'm hearing, some roofs gone. Yep. Uh, they're, they're, they're dealing with it pretty well. We're kind of used to it out here. but uh, I, I, Would you say used to it or fed up with it or go home about it, or, you know, how, how do you feel about it now? Well, There's been so much. I mean, The way I look at it, it's the price you pay for living in paradise. I mean, it actually is paradise all the other times of the year, so there's a, there's a price to pay come hurricane season. We've been, been spared a lot of them, but once in every, every once in a while we get our share. Well, maybe, uh, maybe she figures you've been having too much fun. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> That's possible. So, yeah. so another, how far away is this sucker from you now? Uh, well, they're predicting it's about 100 miles, a little over 100 miles. It's over St. Martin, from what I've heard last. St. Martin. And uh, yeah, and the eye it, it, on the projected path, the eye's going to come about 40 miles from us. Oh, that's and that's not good. Well, the interesting part is, is most of the of the uh, the storms are to the north and the east. So the south and the west part of it, it's it's not too bad. I mean, it's it's not a perfect circle with the eye in the center. Right. So it's going to be close one way or the other. But it it looks like we're the, the local. Uh, Forecasters are saying we're probably in pretty good shape, but if it turns to the left, this, it could be trouble. Yeah, all it needs to do is wobble a little bit, I guess, huh? Exactly. Uh, is St. Thomas uh, battening down the hatches? That's true. That you are? Oh, yeah, everybody's boarded up. I'm sitting inside all, all boarded up on every window. And uh, you do what you best you can and just wait it out, see what the, you know, see what the cards are dealt. I really want to come and visit my affiliate. Uh, We'd love you. We'd uh, love I, to have I, you here. Yeah, I'd really a love following here. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to come down there, and I, I'm going to do it. I just, I'm not sure when. It's like carving out the time is nearly impossible, but, um, but I'm going to come down. In the meanwhile, I wish you all well there, and I'm glad that uh, WSTA is on the air. I wonder if they're going to be breaking in with emergency announcements. Oh, I'm sure they will. Okay. Yeah, they, they generally do. All right. Well, hang in there. Are you going to st stay awake? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stay awake and wait it out. I want to see what's going on. It's, you know, just wait for the wind to pick up. You're on uh, what? Eastern time? Uh yeah, it's 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 uh during daylight savings time. We're on the same time as New York, after, but we don't recognize daylight savings. Good for you. Yeah. I wouldn't either if I didn't have to. <laughs> Thank you so Come much. Come down and see us. We love your show. All right, my friend. Thank you. I uh, I don't recognize it either. Well, there's St. Thomas. The calm, he says, before the storm. Well, that's good. That means I can get through to us. Forty miles, I wouldn't be so comfortable about 40 miles at all. I mean, look at NASA. They missed by how much? Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air. Actually, no, my secret society line. Yep, that's me. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're in a secret so society, huh? Yes, I am a master mason. You are a master 
Mason. Now, how does that differ from a 33-degree? <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that real quick. First of all, I want to tell you about all all the because uh, I, I I don't know anything about Mason. Okay, I mean let, let, let me tell you about what people consider levels, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, first of all, there's let's start with the youth organizations. There, uh, Masonic uh, Temple support what's called Job's Daughters. Where they, this is where they they train the youth to receive the uh, sacred secrets, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say train as it makes it sound like Hitler Youth. It isn't oh, anything no, like no, that. No, um, but yeah, there's uh, Rainbow for Girls, Job's Daughters, and then Demolay. And first Dima. off, I'd like to say probably the most uh, famous Mason was George Washington. George Washington. George Washington was a Mason. Mm -hmm. um, as for Demolay which is before you become a Mason, demolize up to the age, I think, of 21, and then at the age of 21 you can become a Mason. But what about Mozart and uh, Franklin Roosevelt? These are not trivial Masons. No, no, not by not by any means either. But uh, as a demolay, Bill Clinton was a demolay. Ah! Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> All right, so... Well, I don't know if he's a Mason, but he was in demolay. At least that's what I... Uh, it had come out. Well, I'd always letter. heard once a Mason, always a Mason. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Ah, it is true then. Um, and well, and the handshake, sir. Well, no, that that isn't true because uh, for you mean Masons can be. Yes. Uh, for instance, uh, we pay dues to our lodge. Mm -hmm. If you don't pay uh, your dues, then um, basically they just. Uh, Suspend your membership. You're no longer a member, and that's well, after a couple people in our life. Yeah, but you know, you're once a marine, always a marine. Simple oh. high, right? Yeah. Um. But as for um, so Mason, so you, okay. can't, you couldn't you couldn't really be a poverty stricken Mason. Well, yeah, you can be. Well, I mean, it, you it, couldn't pay your dues. Well, that's not always true because for people we find uh, what what of uh, Masons who are older. Um, yeah. Don't have the money to do that, and the oh. watch will go through and pay the dues oh. for them, and that happens. Quite well, often. there are some out there who would think that that's being done, so you know they won't talk. No, no, nothing, nothing like that. In fact, most of all the secrets of masonry, to the chagrin of a lot of masons, have come out in books and then even on TV. Um, a lot of the all, all the, the secrets are out. All the secrets. Uh, no, 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 you said, no, wait, let's qualify it. You said you're a master mason. Uh -huh. How does that compare to a 30, there is a 33-degree yeah. mason, right? Um, and actually, I, let's, let's, before I get into that, um, let's go into the levels, okay? What people call levels, there, there really aren't levels. Um, well, there's, there is and there isn't. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a master Typical mason. secret society okay. answer. Okay, um. Uh, <laughs> I am a master mason, and being a master mason, that allows me to join, say, the Scottish Rite, the York Rite, or Seostris, or the Shrine. And a lot of people know about the Seostris, they wear the funny feathers, they're always in the parade. Feathers? They, they also have the uh, burn hospital. What do the, what do the feathers mean? The, the feathers? Yeah, feathers. What feathers? You just said feathers in parade. Feathers. Where feathers. They... What? 
the fezzes, the red cap, like in Egypt. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. the fezzes. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Feathers. <laughs> feathers. I'm not a member of the Shrine. I'm not a member of Josh Ryder, the Yorkite, so I won't comment on that. All right, well, really we are limited on time here, so what I really need to know is how far are you from being what the American public thinks of as a 33-degree mason? Well, very far. The 33rd degree... It's a ceremonial degree. Yeah, all right. So now see, it's, it's not. It's not. But see, here is where I've got to stop you. When you say most of the Masonic secrets are known, you know, in books or literature or whatever, I say to you, how could you possibly know? Because everybody thinks that when you get to be a thirty-three degree, then you get information that nobody else has. Nobody. Oh, that that isn't true at all. How can you but possibly look, know that? I mean, you can say I've, it. I've talked to you. First of all, 33rd degree Mason is part of the Scottish Rite. Yes. It's uh, before you can go into the Scottish Rite Shrine or York Rite, you have to be a Master Mason. Yes. Okay. I've talked to people who are in the Scottish Rite, and I asked specifically about that because. Uh, well, I, if I it's such that, a big secret, but, but, but wait a minute it. now. If it's such a big secret, they're not going to tell you. You're just a, not like a master sergeant. They, they told me straight up. They told you that, what? The truth? Yeah. How do you know it was the truth? <laughs> no, no, well, no I, be I, fair with me here. I mean, if there are really serious secrets, how could you possibly know it's the truth? Because they wouldn't tell me if they couldn't. Uh, they would not tell me. For fear of giving away the fact that there are things that are not known at your level. I, I just, there's, you know, there's I, I'm no sorry. Fear. I, I, there's no fear involved. No fear. No fear. Well, well again, fear? I, again, I'm forced to ask you, how do you know that? How do I know that? Yes, because you've asked, you say. Well, let's, let's look at it this way. Okay, the, the three levels that I've gone through, right, to become a Master Mason. Yeah. Um, if there was fear involved with that, <laughs> they wouldn't have told me when I've asked about the other levels. Well, but we don't, you see, the American public doesn't think the fear, uh, as you call it, begins until you get to the higher levels of information. And then, then there's fear, and, and there's enough fear, sir, that people like you wouldn't be told a damn thing. <laughs> no, they're... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no first of all... Um, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, you really can't know that. Well, let, let me uh, talk about the organizational structure first, okay? You mentioned the Grand Master. I bet it's like a pyramid. Um, kind of not. Kind of not. And kind of not? No. Um, what, what's it what kind of like? Okay. In masonry in the United States, each state is separate. There is no national organization. Um, there's a grand master for each state. Oh, please. You're, now you're telling me that they're not connected in any way? No. No, specifically not. Now I'm, really, now I'm really having a hard time with this. I mean, masonry has got to have some larger total connection. It certainly it, it can't be absolutely individual or the rights and the rituals and the messages and what secrets there are, what, and we can argue about that, I guess, but they wouldn't be passed from one to the other, so you would not have any sort of coherent organization. There is, on the state level. 
the grandmaster is, is to what state are you what state are you in uh, Nebraska so you're telling me that the grandmaster of Nebraska doesn't talk to the grandmaster of Iowa oh I'm sure they do aha uh -huh. but as for uh well that's organized rit ritual is done in Nebraska and how it's done in Iowa it can be different and it is different yeah but the basic tenants are roughly the same. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, then that implies an obvious connection between uh, cells. I mean... Uh, well, you go into the uh, southern uh, states, though. You visit a lodge in the southern states, <laughs> and their ritual will be um, not 100% complete, completely different, but there will be differences. Well... But, what uh, but, 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 but most, mostly you have... Everybody is, is going on uh, masonry about this. Okay, but, but sir, mostly you have similarities, right? And those similarities can only be if there's a connection between the various lodges, not, not cells. Yes. Well, there's the, the ritual they try to keep from being changed throughout the ages all the way back. But um, what everybody wants to talk about is the Illuminati. Illuminati, yeah. Yeah, that's Illuminati. what everybody is trying to connect masonry to. And, and is there's it, no is connection to it. No connection whatsoever. Is that right? No. Nothing, huh? No. Not even so much as a whisper back and forth, huh? I don't believe so. All right. Well, listen, uh, I've got to go. Am I in some doubt? Mary Hill used to hang out in Cherry Hill Park. The game she played lasted all day to way after dark. All the girls, they criticized her, but all the guys just idolized her. But Mary Hill was perfect to him at the dark. Cherry Hill Park. Mary Hill loved to ride on the merry-go-round. All the guys got eager eyes watching merry-go-round. Call Art Bell in the Kingdom of Nye from west of the Rockies at 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach out at 1-775-727-1222. And the wildcard line is open at 1-775-727-1295. To reach out on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell from the Kingdom of Nye. Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> Remember Mary Hill? A rich mason, no doubt. She went away to play a one-man game. Ah, well. Good morning, everyone. We are doing several things at once here. We are reserving away one line. Let me give you that number for people in secret societies. Now, obviously, we're going to hear from Masons, I know, and maybe the Illuminati. And But, you know, what I'm really anxious to hear about are some of the secret societies that are so secret that we don't know about them. The secret order of, that kind of thing. So, if you if you feel like you can talk about it, and live through the experience, then call me on the special secret society line, area code 775-727. Now, the other line I'm holding open is for the Caribbean, people in St. Thomas and so forth, because Hurricane Jose is bearing down on you. Uh, my last caller in the Caribbean, St. Thomas said, it may pass, may pass, 40 miles north. It's got 100-mile-per-hour winds, so they're battening down the hatches in the Caribbean, so I'm, I'm sort of talking to people there. The uh, toll-free lines are open for anything you want to talk about all night long, open lines, with the exception, as I just mentioned. I do want to hear about secret societies. I just had a master mason on here, and I don't know. I don't know. He said, you know, he fed me the company line. No secrets. They're all out. They've been in books. Ah, they're all in print. And I say, well, how would you know? And he said, well, because I asked. Well, if it's such a big secret, well, obviously he's not going to be told, is he? So we kind of went round and round a little bit. Anyway, more in a moment. Well, you know, I said I wasn't going to say this more than once, but I really can't resist because I'm considering it, and I will consider all ideas, but I think I've got the answer. I said I'm coming back. When I die, I've decided I'm coming back. I'm going to do what Houdini has not yet done, though time may not be a factor over there, and Houdini may yet get through, but I'm going to come back. I'm going to do it. I've decided. If it's possible, I'm going to do it. The only question was, how do I do it? Do I come back and confront the President of the United States? No. Nobody believed me. His wife? No. She's already talking to Eleanor Roosevelt. So who do I... Who? Who? What sort of unimpeachable source could report to you that I've returned? Hmm. Doesn't seem like there is one. So my idea is to return to the airwaves. They're the one place you're used to hearing me anyway. So if you hear that I have expired, then you listen carefully. Search between the stations. Listen very carefully in the ether. Listen for a voice that you'd heard before, one that sounds like mine. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the best source I can think of all of you out there. Okie dokie. On my secret society line, you are on the air. Top of the morning. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You're going to have to speak right into your phone, sir. Okay. How's that? That's better. Okay. All right. And uh, and to what secret society do you belong? I'm I'm a Mason. 
Another mason? Yes. Two masons in a row now. We just had a guy who said he was a master mason, but I didn't like the way he answered my questions. Well, I listened to him, and he's close. Close? Yeah, he's but no, close. Close, but no cigar? Like, no. No. Well, well, what? Um, first of all, a 33rd degree mason, you asked him about that? I did, yes. That's a Shriner. That's, well, that's the Shrine. And then so you, you, you feel he didn't properly understand what a 33-degree mason was. He, that, and if he, he didn't, then he couldn't be a mason. Exactly. And um, no good Shriner. So he was feeding me a bunch of mortar. I think so. Uh -huh. I think so. Uh -huh. Now, Now you, on the other hand, claim to be the real McCoy. I, I'm a real master mason, yeah. Real master mason. Mm-hmm. Well, have, have been do you, think, you think that you know all the secrets that a 33 degree would know? No. Absolutely See not. there, folks? See there, folks? I knew it. And, and, and would you buy his story that, well, there are no more secrets, they're all known, and he asked, well, how do you know? He said, well, I asked some 33-degree uh, masons, not, and they said, no, no, there's no more secrets. Not for a minute. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, absolutely yeah. not. Now, I'll tell you what. Yes, we do have secrets, and we do protect them. We have very few secrets, but we do have them. Well, I knew that. Another thing he said was that Masonic, uh, Masonic temples do not. Uh, a talk to one or lodges. Don't talk to one another. That that couldn't be further from the truth. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, guys are probably out there playing baseball games against each other. Well, I don't know about that, but you know. Well, yeah, we yeah yeah we communicate state to state. Yeah, yeah of course, absolutely. Of course you do. So in other words, he was uh, my bumper music was appropriate then. Could be. Yeah. 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 All right, sir. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. A master mason. So, you know, we're going to hear a lot as, as the night progresses. And, again, one of the things I want to hear about are secret societies that we don't know about, never even heard about. Now, I realize that the people calling and telling us whatever they're telling us about all this risk, you know, well, they're risking it all, actually. So you never know. I mean, you're going to hear a lot of things tonight that are probably untrue, but... Um, Casting that lot somewhere, you're just liable to get some real information now. Will you recognize it when you hear it? Only you can be the judge of that. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hi. Yeah, hi there. Hello. I was a member of the uh, Rosicrucians in San Jose for oh, six years. Oh, you were? Yes. What are they all about? Well, they've got some psychic strength, I'll tell you. Uh, I sent in my application form, um, and uh, about the time I would guess that they received it, I was sleeping this one night, and then in, in, into my dream came this printed, uh, you know, letters, Rosicrucians, and it really startled me in my dream and woke me two-thirds up. And then the next night, the same thing happened again and woke me up. So you're telling me they have the power to submit their forms to you in dreams. <laughs> yeah, the, the ultimate bureaucrats, I guess, psychic bureaucrats. <laughs> well, it saves on postage. Yeah, and uh, a number of funny things happened to me when I was a member of them, all of them good, but uh, I came to realize that there was a side to them that didn't meet the eye. For example, they uh, send you these, these lessons, 
lessons? Uh, yeah, for a month. You get this package once a month, and it's got four uh, lessons in it. Um, what sort of lessons? Oh, they talk about uh, physical principles and relate them to spiritual principles, and then they talk oh. about psychic development exercises. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Now, I'll give you an example. You know, that sounds a little like the craft sort oh, yeah. of it. Some, some portion of magic or the craft or whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, they're wanting to develop people into healers and people with mind over matter powers. Uh-huh. No doubt about that. What do you think, they, if they develop this power, what do you think it would be used for? And that goes more toward your earlier comment about some darker areas that you became aware of. Well, I didn't say darker. I wouldn't say anything like that about them. Mm. Healing is important to them. What it, did you say then? It wasn't darker, would you say? I said there was a side to them that uh, didn't meet the eye. You know, there's a... Oh, I, I guess I just jumped on the negative side. Uh, yeah. But, but you're saying it's positive? Well, I never saw anything negative while I was associated with them. But that, that doesn't mean, as I told the last caller... Yes. Right. Yes, of course. The, I had some interesting psychic experiences when I was working with them. I'll give you an example. There was this one lesson was fairly early in the studies where they're talking about psychic energy. And uh, it, I sort of got this actually, this actually happened. They said, put down the lesson. I forget what they call these things, not mandamuses. But anyways, put down the lesson book. Yeah. So I just put it down at that point, and I felt waves and waves of energy coming over me at exactly the moment that I put it down. They have you working with mirrors quite a bit. You set up two candles on opposite oh, sides of a mirror. Oh, mirrors and candles. Yeah. And uh, you look into the mirrors. Now, I never saw anything in the mirrors. I wasn't all that much, uh, you know, committed to doing that. Well, that's, that's, listen, mirrors are used for a variety of things that uh, are within the, the realm of the paranormal. Mirrors are used for all kinds of things. And, yeah. Uh, even, even visiting relatives that have passed on. Oh, yes. That's and I went to their university down in San Jose one summer, and I met this guy there, and he told me a story. He said that, the, that one time this, this fellow appeared, this male appeared in his mirror, uh, and then when he went to the university down there, he saw this guy, and it was a, a, an elderly priest that was uh, associated with them. Uh-huh. And uh, when I was down there at their university for three weeks, I used to do meditations in their courtyard where the ashes of their founder were interred. And I tell you, the meditations that I had in that courtyard around this, this man's interred ashes were something else entirely. They're, they're qualitatively different than any other kind of meditation. Why, for, why, pray tell, after six years would you leave? Oh, they kind of, uh, the fellow that was in charge of it died, and a lot of people left at about that same time. I don't know what kind of shape they're in now, but they were founded by this one fellow named Lewis, and he died and his son took over, and and it was the younger Lewis that was in charge when I was a member, and then that fellow died, and a lot of people left at that point, and that was about 10 years ago. All right. I really appreciate your input. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Mark. Take care. So there you have Rosicrucians. Huh? I, I know very little about them. But it sounds like, if you believe, if what he said is accurate, that uh, it, it sounds like they're using a lot of things that sound like magic or the craft or lean into the paranormal. Is that true of most of these organizations, I wonder? East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. 
Hi, Art. This is Eric from Tulsa. Hi, Eric. K-Q-U-L-L. K-Q-L-L. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I have three quick points I want to make. Sure. Okay, on the first one, you were talking about your DX contest. Probably be a good idea to have before January 1st. And then on the second wait, point. Wait, what are you talking about, DX contest? You said at one time you mentioned having a DX contest, see how many people could get your his name. Oh, oh, in other words, how many radio stations people could hear me on? Right. Um. Yeah, you've got a good point. After January 1st, who knows? You might not need it then. <laughs> Either I may be on half the number I'm on now or none at all. That's right. No, you're right. I better okay. do it soon. Yeah, okay. And then on the second point, in West Virginia, I heard on the shortwave that in West Virginia they're having a hard time withdrawing some of their money out of the bank. Oh? Uh-huh. When did you hear that? I heard that, uh, I think it was yesterday on uh, shortwave on... Uh, the Genesis Network. Uh -huh. Do you think it's true? Uh, well, they've mentioned it a couple times, and uh, I also the, heard that some people were having a hard time withdrawing their money so they could uh, get gold, <laughs> and that's what they're having a problem with. And then, well, when when you say a hard time, does that mean when you go to the bank and you you say, "Here, I want my money. I want X number of dollars." They simply say no. I don't know. Maybe we ought to have people call in from West Virginia and find out. Well, I that's, pr story. that's I pretty scary if it's true. Yeah. But it sounds like it's a rumor. Right. So I guess with all the listeners you have, you might be able to find that one out. Well, all right. I'll see what I can do. Okay, and one more point. One more point. Okay, I heard that uh, on shortwave they're gonna, getting ready to move all their uh, shortwave to sideband. Is that true? And why are they going to do that? No, I certainly have not heard that, uh, and I wouldn't think that they would do that. There would be some shortwave stations that might go to sideband, it would uh, conserve band space. It, it would allow them to be heard at a far greater distance. But most of the casual shortwave listeners don't have the ability to hear sideband. So it's hard for me to believe the majority of shortwave broadcasters would do that. As inefficient as AM is compared to uh, sideband, it's still a lot more pleasant to listen to. A lot more pleasant. All right. Well, let's let's go back to our se uh, secret society line. You are on the air. Hello, Art. Hello. Um, I represent the uh, First United Osirians chapter of the Followers of Horus. Can you say that twice? Uh, yes. Say it again. I represent the First United Osirians chapter of the Followers of Horus. Well, that that sounds pretty scary. Now, who was Horus? Horus was the son of Osiris. Oh, oh, that Horus. And what can you tell us of your organization and what goals it has and uh, what secret rituals it has? I've never heard of it, but... Uh, basically, it deals with the revealing of concealed information. Um, an initiate would receive certain specific texts and by concentration of mind yes. uh, is is to unravel their mystery. In other words in other words you're giving certain you're given certain texts and you and, and you read these and you concentrate and you come up with the appropriate answers but they are not specifically spelled out on paper? Um basically along those lines, yes. Uh there's there's three 
specific text. I mean, but what could it say? Like, who killed Kennedy? Think about it. No, it doesn't say anything. It reveals information, visual. Uh, so, in other words, actually reading this causes you to begin to visualize what actually occurred. Um, Can you give me an example, or is that not allowed? It's rather difficult to explain. Um, well, give me an example of a secret that was revealed to you. The uh, relationship between the ancient Egyptians and the uh, uh, Mayans. You know about that? Yes, I do. Can you talk about it? Um, I can say that it's, it's, uh, reve uh, it's, re it's concealed within these texts. <laughs> well, then you can't really talk about it, can you? Um, well, I am talking about it. Now. Well, I mean, you're, you're saying there was a relationship, but you can't give us the details of that. No, that, that's for an initiate to uh, discover on their own. And what would happen to you if you, on my radio program tonight, gave it away, actually gave the whole thing away and told us the whole story, what would happen to you? Um, nothing would happen to me. It, it's not the, uh, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's based on a sharing of this knowledge, but yet... Well, if nothing would happen, then why don't you go ahead and blab? Well, nothing would happen. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, you're saying... The, okay, you're... I'll give you an example. All right, well, we're at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. I don't want a lonely mansion with a tear in every room. All I want to love you promise beneath the halo room. Anybody remember this one? But you think I should be happy with your money and your name. And hide myself in sorrow. If he's in the right society, skull and crossbones thing. Somebody say from small state like Arkansas. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about, none whatsoever. Listen, somebody writes, uh, not just somebody, but my board op at uh, the mighty WPHT in Philadelphia. Or maybe I missed it last night. Yes, you did. But I was wondering what your thoughts were on the passing of radio legend Gene Shepard on Monday. And for years and years, he was on overnight radio on WOR in New York, uh, my competitor in New York. I'm on WABC in New York, and he was on WOR, and uh, we didn't really cross timelines because he retired, but very sad at the passing of 
an overnight radio legend, certainly. And uh, yes, I did have that on last night um, and noted the passing of Gene Shepard. We're talking about secret society. Somebody just sent me this. Secret society students face life for killing a friend in a wood. A member of a college secret society that fed on horror videos and SAS films was convicted of murder yesterday after a court was told that he and an accomplice took a fellow member to a wooded area and stabbed him, burned and buried his dismembered body. Russell Crooks, 17 years of age, described as a dominant member of the Brotherhood, ha, the Brotherhood, a society of four students at Hadlow Agricultural College near Tonbridge, Kent, was lured into a wood near the college at night by Neil Sayers and Graham Wallace, who then murdered him in a method I just described. And so there you have it. Uh, more of a secret society, uh, some of them apparently rather dark in nature. All right, secret societies, hurricanes in the Caribbean, and then whatever else you want to talk about, it's all up for grabs this morning. On our secret society line, you are on the air. Sir. Yes. I'm a member of the Order of the Eastern Star, which... The closest thing I can uh, liken it to is the Women's Auxiliary of the Masons. <laughs> now, you have been asking... Now, now, let me get the name straight. The Order of the Eastern Star, is that correct? Yes, sir. Order of the Eastern Star. Is this an all-woman's organization? Um, no, sir. No? After Masons can also join. Uh, you mean male Master Masons? Mm. Right. I don't know of any other kind, sir. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is, so in other words, the Order of the Eastern Star then has an upper-level connection, or fairly high connection, to the Masons. Well, you cannot be an Eastern Star in some states without uh, a blood relative that is a Mason. Wow. Wow, I had no idea. I never well, heard of this. Well, in the state that I come from, which is New York State, that was the way it was when I joined. I see. Well... Do the Order of the Eastern Star members get much of the same information as Masons? No, sir. We do not. We have our own rituals, our own... Um... Oh, you do? Yes, sir. Are they compatible with Masonic, Masonic tradition at, at all? I would assume so. But you don't know. Well, since I am not built quite properly to be a Master Mason, I couldn't tell you for certain. So there's no way any woman could ever be a Mason. They don't allow women. Not at this point in time, not that I know of. There have been rumors that way back in history there were some women that had overheard the secret rituals. The that perhaps used their wiles to get in a place where they shouldn't be. Well, no, actually, uh, one of the stories is that a woman happened to be, was at, it, the meeting was held at her house. Oh. And instead of so she like cowered in the kitchen and listened. No, actually she uh, kept her ear to the living room door, uh -huh. and they initiated her into the order. It was either that or do something drastic because in those days. Oh my God! You mean in other words, she heard. We're talking about in the. She heard the secrets. In other words, she heard the secrets, 
whatever they were, and they were so serious that either they would have to initiate her in and make her part of it all, or... Keep in mind, sir, in the beginning days of the Masonic Orders, yes. um, it was very, very serious. Oh, I think it's uh, still serious today. They don't think it's quite as stringent. but Way up there, I think. Uh, yeah. Could I explain something to you? Well, sure. When an Eastern star or a person joins the Eastern Star, or the Masons, and I assume it's this way with most secret societies. Yes. Uh, in our societies, we take an obligation, which is basically giving our word, that we'll keep our mouths shut about certain... Certain things. ...secrets. Now, first of all, the Library of Congress has a complete listing of everything that we do. And it's... Everything? Yeah. You can send for it and get it. Well, then, then what kind of secret is that? We are required to do this. But that, However, doesn't, that doesn't make most sense. Most people I mean, don't know it's available. But, but, uh, well, they know, do now. Like, they do now. Yes, sir, they do. But whether so they send for it or not. Are you high enough in the order of the Eastern Star to really okay. be sure that everything is in the Library of Congress? Uh, I, mean, I was everything. told this by my father, who was a 32nd degree mason in the Shriner. And you don't think your your dad would... No, I wouldn't course, expect course. my father to lie, well, of course. and he volunteered this information because I asked him the same thing you were asking, you know, how secret is it? And he says, really, it's not. Yeah, but yeah, but that, that's what we means. take an obligation, mm-hmm. as do, what do they call it, an oath or an obligation? Mm-hmm. And I assume when you give your word, you mean to keep it. That's right. Well, well you're asking these gentlemen to break their word. Well, no, uh, no. I'm just giving them the opportunity. I'm and giving, and 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 that that applies to you as well. I mean, if you want to blab away about uh, the Eastern Star stuff, which you just told me is in the Library of Congress anyway, yes, I, I, I'd love to hear it. And the gentleman that said there's a good deal of it of the secrets that have come out in books and that he's quite correct. Uh, inadvertent or advertently, a lot of books have come out by people that have been disgruntled and have um, basically uh, Blabbed. blown the whistle, if you will. But um, Is there anything let, – let me ask you this, all right? Here's, here's something you can probably answer. Is there anything that, if we were aware of it, regarding the Masons or regarding the highest part of the order of the Eastern Star, it is, that would worry us if we knew about it or concern us? No, sir. Or freak us out? It's the brotherhood of men, the sisterhood of women. All right. Well, I... To my knowledge, and I have my entire family has been Masonic, I have noticed nothing except the fact that a Mason will go to another Mason's aid quicker than they will other people. Of course. And that is that way with any fraternity or sorority. Of course. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the call and the information. I know I'm a little... And not fully embracing the preceding call, and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm doubting everything she said, but I I have a feeling that that there's more there, and that's just me. Um, wild card line, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Art. Hey. Uh, where are you, sir? I am in New Mexico. Okay. Uh, Badlands. Just, uh, just a studier of a lot of these secret societies because. 
living in New Mexico, you get a lot of the government rule and uh, stories being passed around by people who are involved in government. Um, as far as, as the Masons are concerned, there are societies that are above them that um, have been holding on to the secrets of supposedly mankind and the things that have been happening to us for the last six to 8,000 years. Uh, but the highest... Do you believe that? I mean, in your studies, do you believe there are organizations that literally know the secret of the origins of mankind? Not only are they the secret of the origins, but where they are leading us now. I mean, it goes, it goes that far. Uh, the Brotherhood of the Snake or the Brotherhood of the Dragon. The Brotherhood of the Snake? Oh, yeah. Now, that's what I haven't heard of. Yeah, Brotherhood of the Snake or the Dragon, each one of those two. The Dragon. Uh, they were originally known as the, uh, the Mysteries or the Brotherhood of the Mysteries or the Secrets of the Mysteries. All right, well, let me try a couple of questions out on you. Uh, what do they consider the origins of man to be? And follow up, uh, where are we going? I can give you, um, it's, it's, it's very simple, and I actually stumbled upon this uh, studying Zachariah. You know Zachariah? Zachariah? Oh, I've interviewed Zachariah any number of times. Oh, yeah. He has put it all basically together through the cuneiform uh, of the Sumerian writing. Now, um, is Zachariah a member of one of these? Actually, he is a member of the Jewish society, which is another society. But not connected to the snake or Not dragon. connected to either one of those two at all, no. Now, the, the, the Brotherhood of the Snake, the Brotherhood of the Dragon, um, they are the forefathers of the, the furthest secret society. Back then, below them is the Illuminati. Well, so the Illuminati falls in below the snake Actually, and dragon. Actually, they do, yes, and they are like they are like the servants of the Brotherhood of the Snake. The the Illuminati are the servants of yeah, them. They sure are, and if you go down below that, that's the Knights of the Templar. God, where does that leave? Um, and the Knights of the Templar are below that. Yes, and then the Masonic Society comes in. Place. Then Masons. Yes. Boy, then where are we? <laughs> we are way low. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, but where are we going? Let me tell you where we're going. Please. Um, the Freemason, uh, which is basically, uh, they're kind of an offshoot of Mason. It's kind of like... Um, well, you make them sound like the worker bees. But they are the worker bees. They are the worker bees. Huh? We, you know, we, we are just the, the, the fun lovers that, that like to watch all these guys do their thing up there in high government. So in other words, then, uh, really, I'm getting what you would expect to get from the Masons or the, uh, uh, the sister organization, the Order of the Eastern Star, or whatever. They're all saying, look, there are no secrets. My dad told me there are no secrets that have not been revealed, blah, 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 blah. You would expect to get that, wouldn't you, if what you're you, say, saying is true? You, you expect, of course, because that's all they're going to get anyway. Right. I got you. They're not going to get any of the information. That, I mean, even their fathers and people that have if they've had five, ten generations down the line of the Mason, they're not going to get the information from the Knights Templar. They are just another society that they've got to rely on to keep the interest or to keep the infrastructure of their society alive. Have you ever talked with anybody from the snake or the dragon? I have. As a matter of fact, I have not. But I'll tell you, the person, there are two people in this world right now that are in high government that are part of that society. People's, people whose names I would know? You would know them. Yes, you would. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, I, I don't like to bring this up because it's, uh, there's so much religious ties to it, but Jesus Christ was a member of a society. Which one? He was a member of the Illuminati. Jesus Christ was a member of the Illuminati? He sure was. And that Why wouldn't the, he be a snake or a dragon at least? Because he was a he was what would be what we would consider a um 
Hey, um, yeah. don't, don't shoot the messenger. Well, you know, like well, Paul Revere. They did though. They they not they well they did well, the equivalent. Let me, they let me, crucified let me, the messenger. Let me let me tell you some secrets because I'm not a member of society. Tell me. Knows who I am. Lay it up. Go ahead. Okay, here it is. <clears throat> Jesus Christ was sent off by his family and the tribe that he lived in uh, near Portico, which was a uh, a Roman Catholic controlled area of Italy, and he was sent off to the Orient to learn about other things like Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism, and on his travels and his learnings, he found out that the Romans had taken and uh, destroyed the Alexandria Library. Was this in the early life of Christ before yes. we... Okay. Now, uh, the, of course, you know the fire of the Alexandria Library. Yes. And the Romans took all of the knowledge of the earth, and that included the origins of man. And it also included art, something that people never talk about. What? The decoding of our current Bible. There was one original Bible in the beginning. But when God, supposedly God, you know, the gods that were here before, as Zechariah says. Uh, Those are the gods. In other words, extraterrestrials, actually, right? Well, you know, whatever you want to call an extraterrestrial. Somebody that's not from this earth, okay. Well, somebody who's on a planet that has an atmosphere in life and... and uh, water and is not connected to any system and revolve around any sun, that would be certainly an extraterrestrial from our point of view. Exactly. Now, and, and let's, let's talk logically now and not, and not far-fetched leap of faith. Um, how do we learn? We learn from our parents. Our mm -hmm. parents learn from their parents. Mm -hmm. So we, well, I could term that genetic learning. So genetic learning had to come from somewhere. There's ought to be an origination point. So if you want to call us an offshoot of, a, of an extraterrestrial, that's what we are. That's and that's one of the great secrets. That's one of the great secrets that was stolen and kept. Now, the secrets are kept right now. Well, if we are the descendants of extraterrestrials, uh, as Sitchin would suggest, and you are saying, then who was Jesus Christ? Okay, let's get into the words. Jesus of the Christ. The Christ, the word Christ, is used as the love or the unity. So he was the leader of the love or unity or a non-technologically advanced society, which has been proven over many, many, many... But what about, what, about, what about all of the things that Jesus... It is written that Jesus did that a mortal man could not do. You know, I, I listened to you talk a little bit about Houdini. <laughs> Last night you talked about Houdini. Are you saying that Jesus was nothing but a master magician? No, I can't say that. What I can say is that he was given powers. Well, you said Houdini. Yes, but uh, people, you know, if you saw Houdini perform, yes, and the person that goes that saw him perform goes and tells five of his friends, did he tell them the exact same story that happened? No, of course not. No. So um, Jesus Christ, or Jesus of the Christ, or Jesus of the unity, the leader of the love, um, was able to perform many, many things. He knew how to save people's lives. He knew how to create things with other. He had a well. How, but how about, how about parting a sea? Now that's not a trivial thing. No, parting but that's a, a weather-related thing, Art. Weather-related. The weather-related anomaly. Which sea lately has parted because of any weather that we know of? Well, I I can't really tell you, but the sea was only six inches tall. Well, I wouldn't know. Even so, not. even so, I mean, well, I saw that it was bigger than that in the Ten Commandments. 
Exactly right. I mean, listen, we could argue the the uh, semantics of what the Bible says, but what I'm trying to explain to you is is just the, the basic order of what who owns the secrets. Now I can mm. I can tell you, and I'd love to tell all your millions of listeners right now who. And I've been waiting to tell this for I don't know how long. Tell it. Who owns the secrets of the world? And it's the dragons and the snakes. That's right. And you know who runs the dragons and the snakes? No, I don't. Okay, you've heard of the G7. The G7 economic? Uh, the, the G7, yeah, right. the heads of the G7 nations. Yes. Okay, you've heard of the Ten Kings in the Bible. Yes. Okay. You can add those people into that category. And there are several smaller countries that are actual descendants of Jesus of the Christ family who are also a part of this Illuminati, who have the knowledge. But I'll tell you where the knowledge is kept. Where? The knowledge has been kept with the Roman Catholics this whole time in the Vatican. It's there and will always stay there and will never be penetrated. Now that I can believe. Yes. So, I mean, the logical aspect of this situation is, Father, where, where, late, now where are we going? The late Father Malachi Martin told me there are secrets beyond all belief hidden within the Vatican. That's exactly right, and that's where it came from, was the Alexandra Library. that was taken and destroyed, and, every, and the Roman Catholics told everybody in the whole world, or I should say the Romans, because they weren't Catholic at the time, the Romans told the whole world that in this fight that they had with Egypt, um, that the, the, the mysteries and the knowledge of the world and the knowledge of, of electricity and, and, and plumbing and engineering and everything that they had involved in the situation, and the origins of man, which was the most important part, was destroyed, which is not true. They All right, listen, I'm coming up on the top of the hour, so I'm going to have to go here. Do you think that there's any chance I'll hear from a snake tonight? That's what a, I'm asking. Or a dragon? I'm asking right now, one of your listeners, if you are a snake or a dragon, call in. Call in, let's listen to you. All right, sir, gotcha. Thank you very much. Thank you. You take care. All right. This should test your memory a little bit. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. When Liberty Valance rode to town, the women folk would hide. They'd hide. When Liberty Valance walked around, the men would step aside. Because the point of a gun was the only law that Liberty understood. When it came to shooting straight and fast, he was mighty good. From out of the If man is still alive, if woman can survive, they may fly. In the year 3535, he's gonna need to tell the truth, tell no lies. Everything you think, do, and say is in the field you took today. In the year 4545, you're gonna eat your teeth, you won't meet your eyes. You won't find the thing to choose. Nobody's gonna look at you. Better listen carefully, all this came from a secret society. Our future. Laid out for us. Your legs got nothing to do. Some machines doing that for you. In the year 65, 65, ain't 
gonna need no husband, but me, no wife. You pick your son, pick your daughter too. From the bottom of a long glass First time callers may reach Art Bell in the Kingdom of Nye at 1-775-727-1222. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. I rather lean toward the tearing down and starting again part. Good morning, everybody. I'm Art Bell. We're talking about secret societies. 95, 95, oh, I don't think so. I'm pretty curious right now about 2,000, and it's almost here. By the way, we're working on a replacement for that noise that I'm playing for the, uh, for some, some stations out there who have to have it. So we're working on a silent, stealth, replacement for it. Now, it'll be a little while, but we're going to get it done. We are working hard. God, I love secrets. I really love secrets. So that's what I want to hear tonight, secrets. People who are willing to blab. Maybe blab and run. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, we'll kind of intersperse that with uh, some regular phone traffic like this. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Mr. Bell. Hi. Uh, Masonic Lodge, what do you want to know? Everything. Okay, well, first of all, let me start off by saying that I am not a Mason. Well, then how could you know everything? Well, because I, my, in my family, it's more like who is not a Mason than who is. Like, for instance, my uncle was Grandmaster over... Yeah, but but, but if you're not a Mason, that means you're the black b- uh, sheep. Yeah, but, well, yeah. And, and, and so, so what makes you think that even your own family would tell you anything worth anything? They did. How do you know? I, I just, How do you yeah. know, for example, they didn't tell you complete BS because you weren't one of them? Because uh, stories that I've compared to with, with them, with uh, other uh, people that I know that are Masons, all the stories matched. Well, give me an example. Okay, well, uh, okay, first of all, to, to, to clarify the Master Mason thing, yeah. uh, first you, you petition a lodge, uh, usually by a friend, you have to be recommended. Uh, then your they they check your references, your background. Mm. Uh, then you approved, and then you're uh, you go through a uh, ceremony, um, and then you're a mason. Uh, then you have to go. Then somebody is appointed to you mm-hmm. uh, to uh, go through what they call your blue de- your your three blue degrees. Um, and, so uh, when you're a blue mason, you're hardly anything at all. Uh, well, you have to get your first three degrees to become a Master Mason. Mm-hmm. Then you're a Master, master Mason, and oh, then I you see. can go on to uh, go through the Scottish Rite. So, all right, so then Master Mason is not as high as one would think. No, it's it's like the, the very beginning. Yeah. In the very beginning. Well, that explains a lot then. Yeah, so being a Master Mason really is, is saying nothing. Have you heard of the snakes and the dragons? No, I have not until uh, the previous caller. Hmm. What else do you want to know? 
Well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm struggling with the concept that everybody in your family is a Mason but you. Why? No, let me clarify. It's not everybody. It's more like, like, like I said, to quote myself, more like who isn't than who is. Right, you know? right. Okay, so then why, why not you? Well, I, I, I think it's just a bunch of just... Oh, now careful. Foolishness. Not, not, you know, not being ugly. Have you, have you told your family that, that you think it's foolishness? Yeah, yes, sir, I have. And still you live, huh? Yeah, and still I live, yes. Well, all right, well, I appreciate the call, but I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that they would tell him everything. If he wasn't part of it, if he, if he didn't hold up his hand or do whatever it is that Masons do when they ceremonially uh, promise not to divulge. I, I, I don't think I believe that. Um, first time caller line, uh, no, 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 no. On Secret Society line, you're on the air. KTX, Redding, California. Just yeah. kidding, Art. Uh, well, <laughs> I thought I'd get your heart rate up tonight. I see. Oh, but uh, I'm with the uh, Society that... Uh, yeah, you're going to have to go to four or five octaves from there to get to raising my heart <laughs> well I'm with the society it's not the Masons uh, it's an offshoot called the mystical order of the Dequad gerbil and uh, you lion sucker the mystical order of the Dequad gerbil my eye oh really um, I, I don't can, believe it for a second well I could tell you some things about the Masons if you want to know Dequad gerbil Dequad gerbil there's no such thing Oh yeah, we uh it's a it's a rigorous process to get in. Yeah, I'm sure it is, and I'm sure a lot of your members end up in the hospital too. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, you're out of here. Mr. Gorder, the declawed gerbil, my butt. That, that I shouldn't have said. <laughs> International line, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hit the button. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Where are you, sir? I'm in Regina, Saskatchewan. Where there no doubt are secret societies uh, all over the place. Oh, of course. <laughs> and Canadians don't talk a lot about it, do they? No. Turn your radio Turn your radio off up there. Okay. Yeah, that's important. It would be confusing otherwise. So, yes. Uh, there's the reason I called. Moving forward from the mystical order of the declawed gerbils. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I was wondering if there's any other people who live in Alberta or Saskatchewan who have seen, been up north and seen the weird things that I've seen. At, like what? Oh, around Cold Lake, Alberta. Yes. Primrose Air Weapons Base. Yes. Oh, there's all kinds of interesting little lights and stuff happening. Oh, in the sky? You betcha. Well, sure. I mean, I'm sure that, is that the Canadian version of uh, Area 51? Yeah, 51A. 51A. <laughs> That'd be 51C, probably. Yeah. But it, it really is? Yeah. You think they have uh, back-engineered craft or alien craft or whatever up there? There's got to be something. Well, you know that your government and my government are real close. Oh, very much in cahoots. Yeah, cahoots, that's the right word. So I'm sure we share information at that level. Yeah, I'm sure we do. Um, all right, well, well, we'll throw it out there and see if any other Canadians would like to respond. I, I can't imagine that we would have these things in America. 
and Canada would be totally unaware. We are simply too close in every way, economically, politically, to Canada, for there not to be a connection. All right, on my secret society line, you're on the air. Hello. No, you're not. On the wild, uh, wild card line, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Turn your radio off, please. Okay. Um, not to get off the subject. It's is not it the subject. It's open lines. Uh, only on that one line, is it? Okay. Um, I got a question for you. When are you going to be coming to uh, Phoenix, Arizona for your new book signing? <laughs> I am going to do only one book signing, only one, for the new book. And it has got to go to the long-promised New York City. Uh-huh. Really? So, yeah, really. I mean, I've been promising New York City now for, I mean, years. So it's got to go to New York City. And when is this new book going to be coming out? Soon, sir, soon. Do you have a date? Uh, check Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Yeah. Okay. And uh, one more thing. Have you heard anything um, from any of your callers calling in about seeing any um, green um, lights in the skies in Phoenix? You mean like fireballs? Yeah, they're more like fireballs. I've seen them twice already, like um, coming home from work at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes, we know what they are. What, what are they? Re-entering rocket boosters from Russia. All Every single one of them, yes. Is that right? Yep. That's what the government says. Wow. Okay. Reentering rocket boosters from Russia. Okay, then. Okay. All right, thanks. All right, thank you very much for the call. Call Colonel Haynes. He'll confirm that for me. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art Bell. Hi. Long time no talk. Really? Yeah. How long? Uh, Probably last time you opened up a secret agent line. Wow. That's a long time. That's really a long time. A long time. Yeah. Back before you took your hiatus. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> well, I am now talking tonight about secret orders, secret societies, dragons, snakes, mm. masons, Illuminati. Let's go back to that guy that you talked to earlier. He's talking about Jesus Christ was, oh, how did he put it, um, part of the Illuminati? Yeah, he said that. And that, that, that Christ was not, as we understand, Son of God. He didn't part the seas and do all the other things described in the Bible. He didn't do that. No, he didn't do any of that. You agree with that? No, I don't agree with him, but no, Christ didn't do any of that. So you, you don't agree with him specifically, I, but you agree with him with regard to Christ? Mm, not exactly. Let me give you a little background. I was brought up as a missionary kid. My parents were Southern Baptist missionaries. Yes. So, so what, what happened to you? Huh? <laughs> uh, let's just say I was awakened. Awakened? Yeah. Like the stuff under the surface of Mars or what? Uh, no, a little bit deeper than that. Try <laughs> some form of the United States government. Um, uh, mind control. No. Revelation, in other words, government agents uh, took you aside no, and not said... At all. Come with us, son. We're going to we're going to tell you some things. I got very very lucky. I was doing research on a book, and I got very very lucky, and I well, traded out some information for the book. You traded with an agent of the U.S. government. I traded with someone who knew enough information that I did check up on. Yes. 
someone who was also a missionary kid in Japan, worked for NSC. Yes. Was on the National Security Council, so I dropped a two code words on him, and he says, I don't know who the hell you're dealing with, but you better stay low, otherwise you're going to be dead. Well, listen, speaking of dead, do you hear those clicks? I hear those clicks. Yeah. I have another point. Well, I, I wouldn't stand in line that long if I were you. Huh? Not in view of what, what I'm hearing here. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh -huh. if, they, they, if they want to kill me, they would have already killed me. How? Do, well, <laughs> fine. Go right ahead. But going back to Jesus for a second, Jesus was nothing but the greatest con artist on the face of the planet. Oh, man. Con artist, huh? Nothing but the greatest con artist. So how is it he parted the sea? I don't know. I didn't ask after that. I asked a simple point. So in other words, you accepted that as an answer? I Jesus a, was nothing but the greatest con artist on the face of the planet? I, I asked a very, very simple. I want to know the whole truth, nothing but the truth. They said you're never going to So I'll help out. you as part of your membership in the NSC. Huh? Never mind. <laughs> so he, he told you that, and you just bought it out of him. No, no, he didn't tell me. I just had to cue, I had to check with him. I asked for some terms that someone might know who worked was on the NSC, and they dropped two terms on me. And I mentioned them once before, and I emailed to you. And uh, I asked you if you'd heard about them, and you didn't reply. No. I figured because I, I haven't until until really now. And he uh, he says, do not dig. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Do not dig. He says, do not dig. What was it, What's that supposed to mean? Do not dig where? Obviously, well, I don't know. He just said, do not dig. He said, if they want you dead, I would What he really said was, you. he probably really said, call before you dig. No, he said, do not dig in capital letters. All right. Well, all right. I appreciate the information, but I don't know what that means. Do not dig. We're digging all the time. Do not dig where? For what? Do not dig in, in, in for information or do not dig into the ground at some specific location. On my secret society line, you're on the air. Hi, this is Josh in Omaha. Hello, Josh. Hi. I uh, just had a quick comment and a question. Are you, are you? No, this line is only for people in secret societies. Well, I... Yeah, the comment kind of has to do with that. Um, well, no. Are, are, you, are you or are you not in a secret society? No, I'm not. I am right, aware then. of... Josh, i got to go. You okay. call me on another line. Thanks. All right. Yeah. That first-time caller line at area code 775-727-1222 is only for society members. On my secret society line, you're on the air. Hey, Art, uh, my uh, grandparents years ago warned me about Master Masons. I remember as a kid, my grandmother said a Master Mason would make you go blind. If you think that I'm going to let you go any further with this one after the gerbil thing, you're out of your mind. I'm a different guy. <laughs> yeah, sure you are. Same story, though. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hello. Goodbye. East to the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Art. How are you morning. doing this morning? Well, I'm all right. Um, listen, uh, my name's Bill, and I'm calling you from Texas. Yes. Every time you start a show, it seems like um, there's always discussion about all the diseases and stuff. Well, that's what's in the news. Right. Okay. Um, recently, I got an invention, and I'm trying to uh, get it pursued further. I got the patent on it. 
Is this, it, does this invention cure disease? No, but it helps prevent them. It helps prevent disease. Right. Hmm. Okay, um, what it is... In, I, in what way? Well, uh, I invented a dripless toilet brush. A dripless toilet brush? Right. It rings the water back off into the toilet. Uh-huh. And um, I'm trying to find somebody to help back my invention so I can take 10% and put them back into diseases. What do you figure your dripless toilet brush is worth? Well, I don't... It would uh, manufacture out pretty cheap. But, I mean, mass-marketed to the millions who are clamoring for a dripless toilet brush... You know, in, I mean, you're trying to tempt an investor here, right? Right. So what do you figure is in it? Um, Millions? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I've got a real good design on it. Do you? Yes. And in fact, like I said, I'm the one that originally invented it, so mm -hmm. it's a real good design. Well, I, I certainly want one, but I, I, I don't I, – I, I, I just don't have any advice to give you. Listen, all I can say is stay tuned. Listen, do you want to know the secret? Do you promise not to tell? Whoa, whoa, closer. Let me whisper in your ear. Say the words you want to hear. I'm in love with you. Take a ride? Call Art Bell from west of the Rockies at 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at 1-775-727-1222. The wild card line is open at 1-775-727-1295. And to call Art on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell from the Kingdom of Nine. That's the Kingdom of Nye, N-Y-E, that nine. Good morning, everybody. We're talking about secret societies and anything else you want to talk about this night. Thank you. 
put another way, we're rocking into the night in totally uncharted waters. <laughs> we will be right back. Okay, Illuminati, Masons, Eastern Star people, dragons, snakes, and I'm not going to add those others. Uh, we await your call on my secret society line. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm a 32nd degree Mason. Just one degree short of knowing the real stuff, huh? Exactly right. Yeah. Well. You had some good stuff. Uh, on the first three degrees, but after that it was kind of baloney. Uh, the next baloney. 29 degrees you can get to in one of two ways. Baloney, did you say? Well, yeah, they didn't have it quite right. W Once you're a master mason, yeah. you can petition for the next degrees. You can do that either through the York Rite mm -hmm. or through the Scottish Rite. And once you've completed those degrees... And out of curiosity... Yeah. What do you think gets you accepted to these higher levels, Scottish Rite, for example? Uh, pay your dues. Yeah, there's got to be more than that. Well, no, it's not really too much more than that. You uh, you have a, a petition you fill out. Well, you can rise in the Catholic Church the same way. Sure. Be a Mormon, rise the same way. Yep. Well, there's nothing special, I don't think, about the, about the Masons. And well, see, I, that, that causes me great suspicion. Once you're at the 32nd degree, then the shrine is actually something different. You have to be a 32nd degree Mason to join the shrine. Uh -huh. And that's kind of like the fun part of Masonry. What's fun about it? Oh, you know, whatever whatever uh, you like to do, uh, play in a band, ride motorcycles in parades, or ride horses, fly airplanes. They have different organizations that do that. Just all that cutesy stuff, huh? Yeah, but they also do some uh, not-so-cutesy stuff, like they were the... Uh, First guys to come up with burn hospitals for children. I I have heard that they do good deeds of this kind. Yes. Yeah, and those those hospitals are open to anybody who's uh, who needs them without any you know out, they don't have to pay they don't have to be masons. So you're saying there's nothing dark, nothing negative, nothing secret, and um, all the rest of it. Well, there's certainly stuff that's secret. I wouldn't say it's dark. To be a Mason, you have to well, profess a belief in uh, in a higher being, in a supreme being. Yeah. And in each country, they use... Uh, Same requirements, though, for like the Catholic Church. Sure. In the U.S., they would use primarily, it would be the Bible, would be the book they would use in their in their ritual. Well, then they might as well be a religion. Well, I don't think so. Huh. From the way you describe it? Well, in times past... Uh, you know, they provided a fair amount of uh, relief when that wasn't too organized in the country. Do you think you're going to get to be a 33rd degree? Probably not, though that's an honorary uh, degree. Most of the people who get to 33rd were presidents or astronauts or, or did a lot of work for the craft, uh, for the, for the uh, organization. Well, see, all right, thank you very much. There you are, presidents or astronauts or members of the G7 or... People like that. Now, I'm sorry, but I, I just, I really don't buy into the fact that there are not special secrets for special degrees. And at 33, it begins to occur, doesn't it? Until we're told, and it's proven to us otherwise, 
It is only natural to be suspicious. Was for the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello, turn your radio off first, please. No, don't change the station. Just turn turn it off. There you go. Hello there. Hello. Hi. I am a longtime Eastern Star person. Another Easter Order of the Eastern Star person. You bet. Okay. Proud of it. Oh. And my mother joined the Eastern Star in 1922 and kept her membership constantly until her death in 1991. Also was very proud of the order. And what do Eastern Star folk do? Well, it is rather a social organization. We have very close ties to the Masonic order of of, uh, the people who we are related to who are Masons. But we're no part of the Masonic order itself. Do you think that... Now, I don't mean to demean the Eastern Star in any way, but do you think that the order of the Eastern Star was created by the Masons to keep, you know, your sex out of Masonic uh, lodges. It's possible, but it's, um, Masons also join the Eastern Star. We, they, uh, the main person, of course, is a woman. But they're pretty much just token Masons. Because I wouldn't it's say mo- that. Well, it's mostly women, right? Mostly women, yes. Well, well, how, and the we've percentage? been accused of being a cult. Are you? We are not. We encourage everybody to attend the church of their own religion. We do have five uh, degrees or heroines of our order who are taken directly from the Bible. Well, you see, though, uh, a loose definition of a cult might include you because you have rituals, you have specific beliefs, uh, you are not a gigantic to me a cult is just like a small religion um it's not a big religion when you're a small religion or organization you're always accused of being a cult if you get big enough then you become mainstream and you're okay (laughs) well the reason i don't feel that i'm a cult is because we do not worship we do have heroines of our order like ruth and uh, jephthah's daughter uh, Esther, Queen Esther, Queen Esther. Uh, Martha, who, and uh, we have one that I think they could have done a little bit better job on who represents the mother. We represent mothers, sisters, widows, wives of Master Masons. Of Master Masons. And we, the only secrets we have, we have a ritual that's available for anybody in the world to read. Yes. There are a few lines in there. We have reserved passwords so that we can identify ourselves to one another should we be in need. So, in other words, a helping hand with the right words. Right. And the, the gentleman before me on there about the Scottish Rite, I thought he took it very lightly. He failed to mention that you're supposed to have good moral character even. Well, that's what I was asking. I, I, I thought there would be some qualification other than just paying your dues. It certainly is. I thought so. All right, well, I appreciate the clarification. Thank you. And also one more thing. He kind of uh, fluffed off the first three degrees. The Blue Lodge is the basis, the foundation of everything. And like all organizations these days, the average age of our members, Masons and Eastern Star, are getting quite old. And um, Is there some danger, you think, that it will all die out as the older members pass away? Well, we are losing chapters right and left. 
and I'm approaching my 80th birthday, and um, <laughs> so I am not as active as I used to be. I, appreci- uh, I certainly appreciate your call, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thank you, and I love your program. Take care. All right, well, there you have it. 80 years of age, huh? And a member of the uh, Eastern Star. Now, I wonder if Masons would admit that the Order of the Eastern Star was created so that the women wouldn't try to knock down the doors of the lodge. Now, she alluded that certainly was a possibility. Um, All right. On our uh, secret society line, you're on the air. Hello, Art. Yes. Um, I don't know if I should necessarily give my name. Well, Well, let's reserve your name. Okay. And ask you if you're a member of a secret society. Yes, I am. Okay. Well, that that admits you here, sir. Okay. Um, I'm calling a reference to the person who was talking about the Society of the Snake. That's right. And the Society of the Dragon. That's right. And uh, there is some information there that was completely distorted. Distorted? Um, The Society of the Snake, actually the Society of the Serpent, is from actually ancient Babylonia and ancient Samaria. It is in close ties with uh, Roman Catholicism, but has nothing to do with the Masons or the other organizations. Well, the way he painted the snakes and the dragons was that they were at the very top or very near the top and that Illuminati and Masons and a lot of others are below them and do their bidding. You think that was inaccurate? Uh, definitely. Actually, the purpose of those organizations, I can speak for the Society of the Serpent. Oh, uh, oh you, you, you can. But I can't speak for the Society of the Dragon. Um, are, you, are you a member of the Society of the Serpent? No, I am not. I'm a member of an organization that's tied to them called, Chi, uh, called the Chiru. And, uh, Chiru. The Chiru. Chiru. And this organization, the Society of the Serpent, are supposed to be individuals that protect the secrets of the church. Now, there is some accuracy in terms of uh, coding, in terms of the Bible and religion, and some books that have not been released to the public uh-huh. that are locked away in the Vatican. So I've heard, yes. But um, What is the Chiru to the dragons? In other words, what is the relationship? The Chiru is actually an organization of uh, people who are trained to defend in times that the church becomes, say, attacked by, I don't know, forces of evil, I guess you would say. Um, it incorporates concepts of uh, astral projection as well as, you know, mixed with uh the combative arts, martial are, arts. Well, I was going to say, are we talking about spiritual warfare or physical warfare? And, and uh, apparently both. Uh, yeah, they actually mix the two. Actually, they're actually what they are trained to do. So is, let, let's set up a scenario. Okay. Let's say that there was an individual out there that the dragons regarded as an eminent threat to the Vatican secrets. What would the Chiru do? Um, the Chiru are actually supposed to locate and the people and assassinate them. Lights out, huh? And that's 
that their ultimate goal is to protect the church, the Holy Father, and I mean, this is at least as much as I know. I'm not at the most advanced levels, right? But uh, their ultimate goal is to protect the church and the Holy Father from, believe it or not, the Antichrist. And that time is supposed to be the ultimate battle. While we're on the subject, there are a lot of people who think the Antichrist now lives on Earth. Uh, do you have a view of that? Um, not at this time. Uh, I, I mean, I have no no view. I mean, there are certain signs we're there to watch for, but in terms of what I've seen, I mean, I've are heard, you are you a potential assassin? Well, supposedly. Uh, as I said, I'm not at the most advanced level, so my level of knowledge is limited. Well, generals rarely fight the wars. They say, you know, they direct wars that are fought by people at lower levels. Yeah. Mine, mine started out in my early teens, and uh, my training has extended for 15 to 16 years. Both, but, both physical and psychic. Well, primarily the physical, but the philosophical comes along with it. You see, so you then then enhances the, uh, I guess you would say psychic ability. Well, then, then mainly you're a grunt, or a uh, ground troop, or an assassin, or a well potential kind of, assassin. I'm sure you've heard the expression before, a need to know basis. Yes. Um, my uh, subunim, or my teacher yes. through this, yes, um, is now in another part of the world, so. And then I had another instructor along the way that uh, carried me further. But this is just kind of the organization, the way it sets is you, you only know your certain portion, another person knows their certain portion. Sure. And then at the time when times are right, you're called together, and then the information is shared. But uh, this is a little interesting. I can't believe I'm actually talking about this. I can't either. <sighs> are you liable to get in trouble? Uh could be, but uh, I have no idea. It's been a long time since I've been in contact with... You don't want to find out, like, in the middle of the night or something? No, no. But well, uh, I... that's the philosophy behind it. Uh, well, I, I, of course, appreciate your calling, and uh, you, you really warranty to me this is the truth. Pardon? I said you warranty me. Warranty to me, this is the truth, what you're saying. As far as I know it. Well, good luck to you. Why, thank you, sir. Take care. Can you imagine that? Somebody who would be an assassin if ordered to do so and trained physically to do that. Do you believe this kind of thing goes on? I suspect it does. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello. Art Bell. Yes, yes. Hi, Art. Yes. Hello. Terry. Hi, Terry. Where are calling from Sherman Oaks, California. Okay. And uh, we felt the earthquake here as well the other night. Oh, it was a doozer. Nothing like the Northridge quake, but uh, I'm just due uh, south of that. So, But, yeah, we felt it. Would you turn your radio off? Oh, I sure will. Hold on. Thank you. I will hold while you do that. This is, please, folks, so the minute you get on the air, since we don't screen calls, you've got to turn your radio off. That's imperative. How's that? That's fine. Great. Uh, speaking of secret societies, I think people have been calling to find out whether you were going to have David Icon again. 
Um, well, I don't rule it out. Yeah, have you read the, his and latest I, book? And I don't rule it in. Um, you don't? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've heard. Uh, I know a lot about David. Yeah, and about the reptiles and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pretty out there stuff. I know. Yeah. But, you know, I do out there stuff. That's true. Anyway, uh, I'm glad you're, uh, you fared well with the quake. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that I fared well. All right? I survived it, but it changed my outlook on life a little bit. Mm. In that Pahrump is now a, a zone. Yeah. I mean, after all, I, I thought this was, you know, a relatively safe place. I had never felt an earthquake in all the years. That's a lot of years that I've yeah. lived here. And now all of a sudden, it's like, we're not safe anymore. Yeah. Well, you said you felt them in Okinawa in Japan. but Oh, I went through plenty of quakes there, but none of them scared me to the degree this one did. None. Yeah. No physical damage, though, to the property or to no, the No, that's really the strange thing. Uh, you know, pictures canted on the wall, stuff jiggling along the shelves. None of it uh, fell, actually, fortunately. But uh, I, I can't even begin to describe to you the the strength of this quake and the length of this quake. It was horrible where, mm -hmm. where I live. And if you look at a map, that's what people should do. They, a lot of people don't know where I live. 65 miles west of Las Vegas. And if you look at where the quake was, you will understand why we got it the way we did. Which is, uh, which is why? Because what, you were directly in its line or in the waves? or Well, a lot closer to it. In right. other words, they, it scared the you know what, out of people in Vegas, and we are right. 65 miles west of there and eight miles from the California border. Mm -hmm. And it occurred in the California desert, the high desert. Right. You know, Thank the, God for that. Well, I mean, maybe not for you, but for L.A. The uh, the Sherman, the, you know, the Northridge quake. Sure. But, uh, we had a water heater that blew up in our uh, laundry room, and it was the, the most violent thing I think I've ever experienced. During the Northridge quake? Yes, in 94. Yeah, and uh, three streets over, almost every building was collapsed. Yeah, see, you, that, that's even worse. You, yeah. you just don't ever feel the same about things, do you? No, you don't. I mean, they green-tagged our building, and, and uh, two buildings down got a red tag. It was demolished. So you just, you know, something's, something's watching out, you hope. <laughs> Something you must be watching over, sir. Thank, yes, you, sir. thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you, Art. Take care. Night. All right, we break right here. Secret societies and open lines all night long. This is Coast to Coast AM. She got something to move my soul. And she knows I love to love her. But she lets me down every time. Can't make her mind. She don't want to love her tonight. With me, she'll be so inviting. I want her all for myself.
Worldwide, call Art Bell from west of the Rockies at 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies at 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach Art at area code 775-727-1222. Or call the wild card line at 775-727-1295. To talk with Art on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. certainly is. Good morning, everybody. It's great to be here. We're talking about secret societies and whatever else you want to talk about. Open lines, and we may well do exactly the same thing. Well, not exactly the same thing. Tomorrow night in the first hour, we are going to have Linda Moulton Howe here. And I'm sure you're aware, somebody has poisoned, it would appear, about 20,000 endangered birds. It's the damnedest story you've ever heard. She's got the lowdown on it tomorrow night, the first hour. After that, who knows? Chances of quitting actually would improve if I were strapped to a chair and fed intravenously. (laughs) Uh, First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, is this Art? It is. This actually is my secret society line, you know. Well, how about this? I've been a member of the Solar Temple. Of of the, I beg your pardon? (laughs) The The Solar Temple. Solar as in sun? Yes. Remember the Templars that in 1995 um, were found supposedly committing, supposedly they committed suicide in France. Yes, yes, yes. and then Canada in Canada. And, yes. and Switzerland. Yes. Well, I was... You were a member? I was a member of the Solar Temple, but thank God I wasn't there at that time. Um, I uh, was living in San Jose, California, and uh, um, sort of got involved with the Solar Temple, flew to Canada um, about an hour out of Montreal, actually picked up at the airport by some people, and taken to an incredible house outside of Montreal um, and spent 10 days with them, with Luc Jure, yeah. which was... Uh, may, may, may I back you up just a little bit? What compelled you to become interested in and approach the Solar Temple? Um, I was invited to attend a, um, a presentation about the, the Templars um, at actually a Unity Church in uh-huh. San Jose. and. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they they were uh, they said they were a, a, an organization. You know, you know if you go all the way back to medieval times, we know who the Templars were. But they're saying that the Templars there've been resurgences of Templar activity over the centuries, and that um, this Templar organization was uh, an organization that would be helping people on Earth to uh, kind of transform their lives getting ready for the new millennium. Um, in other words, doing good work, you know, good work for people and helping people um, kind of change their lives and do good things. Yeah. It was very kind of an interesting uh, <laughs> 10 days. So that was the front. Uh, Obviously. Well, I mean, that was the front. Well, apparently. And, and basically... Did you, did you, when you went to Montreal, mm-hmm. did you get any hint of what lay beyond... Uh, no, I mean, the, the, they presented themselves as, um, you know, um, 
a very, very good organization. You know, I never got anything of this doomsday called nothing. No, there, there, no. there was none of that. And See, that's why when it comes to some of these other organizations that claim to be doing nothing but good, I won't name any, mm-hmm. I, I'm frankly a little suspicious. And, 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 and you, you, we all know what happened with the, the Solar Temple people. And, oh, my God, absolutely. Sure. And, and, and there was a front of doing good and helping people prepare for the new millennium. But behind it all, there was something very different. Uh, sure. And, and they did. One thing that I found very strange was that I found out that shortly before all these suicides, which I find it hard to believe people killed themselves by tying their hands behind their backs and putting paper or plastic bags over their heads. Um, some of them died supposedly of gunshot wounds, poisoning, whatever. Um, but I heard that $82 million was transferred out of their coffers to, to Australia right before this whole thing happened, which oh, I thought was a little weird. Really? Yeah, because, you know, in medieval times, the, the Templars were the, the bankers. Yeah. And this, you know, Philip the Fair and the, this, whatever the Pope was at the time, um, the Templars fell in disfavor with them, and so they started all these rumors about the Templars being homosexuals and a cult and Satan worshippers, and so they started burning them at the stake. And just to give you an, uh, an idea of an, an odd thing, um, one of the first Templars was Jacques de Molay. And in the Masonic Order, the young men, the organization of young men in the Masonic Order is the de Molay. Uh-huh. And another thing, in the Masonic Order, one of the highest degrees is the Templar degree. And, and did you know that, um, you, you remember the, the um, Jack the Ripper killing? Oh, yes. Well, they... You know, there have been talk or, you know, back in history that possibly Jack the Ripper was a Mason because... Oh, I, I know. I, as a matter of fact, rituals, I, I read that at the beginning yeah, of the program. Yeah, you, yeah. You, one of the rituals, um, you know, one of the rituals in the Masonic Order is was that disemboweling, you know, which is kind of, you know, not a real fun thing to do. But uh, anyway, um, I also, you know, I, I've also been a Rosicrucian for many years. Whoa. And, yeah. And, you really have, uh, you're a joiner, huh? Well, you know, I mean, if you're a seeker of higher consciousness, which is, uh-huh. you know, when you live in California, uh, right now I'm in New Mexico, but, um, you know, I have been doing a lot of, of uh, seeking and, and meditation, and um, I actually, and I know you're going to think this is very strange, but, um, you know, I've, I've heard of, you've heard of people channeling, right? Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> And I never, ever thought that I would ever do anything like that, or um, half the time I didn't believe when I heard people say they were channelers. Well, I, and look, I, I want to say it again, because mm-hmm. I always get clobbered for this. Mm-hmm. I'm suspicious of channeling, and the, and, and the only reason is because it's so easily fake. That doesn't mean that it's not real, right. that things are not channeled. But right. it, 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 to me, there's a lot of room for fraud. Sure. That's all. Well, a few years ago, um, not, and this is kind of a funny story, um, I was um, kind of stressed out, and um, I decided to, to sort of take a jacuzzi and relax and meditate. Right. And I started, I went into a deep meditation, and um, I started hearing text in my head. Text? Text. You know, it's like words coming yes. out. Yes, And oh, I started yes. talking out loud, oh. and it really freaked me out. And, and I thought, wow, but it, it was really good, what I was thinking, you know, what, it, what was coming out. 
And so I got out of the bathtub. Of course, I dried off and got dressed and sat down in front of the computer. And what came out was called a message from Mother Earth. And so how long was it? Uh, it's about, well, I, since that time I've gotten more, but this one particular message from Mother Earth is one page. And I'd really like to read it to you. Um, send it to me. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. And include your phone number. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm writing a book called Handbook for Humanity, which um, I've been getting. It's sort of, I guess you could say it's like if God said, you know, you guys have been hanging out there for a long time. Mm-hmm. You've messed up a little bit. Maybe I should have given you a little guidebook. Here it is. So that's kind of what it is. And and I'll, maybe I'll just fax you the first few chapters of that, too. Well, no, don't do that by fax. That's too many. My send machine, it to, my, send it to my you. machine uh, will throw up after three pages and not, <laughs> not, not print it out. Well, a message from Mother Earth is only one page, so I could... Absolutely. And, and if you would include your phone number with that. Okay, and your fax number is? Area code 775-727-727. 8499. 8499. All right. Um, yeah, and in my travels, I've met a lot of interesting people like Patrick Flanagan. Uh-huh. You know who Patrick Flanagan is? I do, yes. Um, he spent some time at my house. And, uh, um, oh, I know Ingo Swan. Do you know Ingo Swan? I have not yet met Ingo, nor have I interviewed him. And well, I, sh- I should. He's in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, he was in Manhattan, so he's now in Vegas. Well, or he was in Las Vegas and went to Manhattan. I'm not sure where he is right now. Well, the last I I talked to him a few months ago, he was in Manhattan. He is considered the father of remote viewing. Absolutely. And he he sent me a copy of his book, which is called Penetration, and it's about when he remote viewed the dark side of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I'll look forward to the facts. It's an incredible, incredible book. I understand. Thank you. It could ruin his reputation, but... Well... You should interview him. I, I will proceed. Okay. And so I'll Thank you. Send me, if you have any contact information for Ingo Swan, uh, pass it on. Will do. All right. Take care. Wild card line, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Art. Hey. How's it going, man? Yeah. Not bad. Good. Um, I want to expand a little bit about uh, the gentleman earlier concerning the uh, secret societies. Which ones? Well, I've got some more societies for you. All right. Jason Society, the Order of the Quest, and I can tie them into. Wait, wait a minute. Slow down. Was that the Jason Society? Uh huh. And the Order of what? The Order of the Quest. The Order of the Quest. The Order of the Quest. Oh yeah. And the sounds Cabal. like a video game. It does. <laughs> what is the Order of the Quest? Out of curiosity. The Order of the Quest and the Jason Society are the new societies that were developed between the uh, uh, the heads of the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Portal Nations. CFR. Mm-hmm. These are the people that are leading And, and, and what, what, uh, order of the quest, what, and Jason, what, what are the, the goals of these organizations? They are leading us into the new Armageddon. They're leading us into the, an artificial Armageddon, the new world order, the, the, the distrust of the people. So their goal is to initiate Armageddon? <laughs> They're doing it right now, Art. Why would they want to bring on Armageddon? Uh, That's a central question. I mean, uh, yeah. Let me let let me help you there. The the Freemason, the thirty third degree Freemason. Yes. There's a split of the two. There's a thirty three degree degree Mason that doesn't have any idea what's going on. 
and then the, there's a 33rd degree mason that moves on to the Knights Templar that moves forward to help oh. with the huh? That moves forward to try to help with the. See now there will be people. They're going to call up. I guarantee, and they're going to say this is so much crap. Oh, I you know, know. That, that there are not secrets, and I've been in doubt of that, and suspecting the kind of thing you're talking about right now. Uh huh. So you're saying even within the 33rd degree Mason, there is a split. There is a split. Yes. <laughs> and but why? Uh, going back to my first question, why would they want to bring on Armageddon? Well, because there has to be a uh, an order. Okay, the the light. Okay, the Lucifer. Yes. The Illuminati. That that was named after the Lucifer. The Luciferian Illuminati are the direct uh, uh, the predecessor of the Knights Templar. They are in charge of bringing this light into our world. The light is another explosion of another star. Wait a minute. You had me for a minute. Now you're losing me. The light, I know. I know. The, the Luciferian light, yes. I understand, uh, that they would bring Lucifer to reign on earth, roughly, right? To bring a full-time light to where our sun is shining now, there would be another star that would be shining, and we would have full-time light. This has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with a new world order, a controlling of this earth. I can tell you who the people that are involved that are doing it. People like George Bush. Ah, uh, George Bush. Yeah. George Bush. And now his son seems unstoppable. Well, look, look at all the things they're bringing up against him. He's still going to be unflappable. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Elizabeth Dole just dropped out today. I mean, it's obviously going to be Bush uh, Gore. Yes, and I'll tell you this. It's going to be the most boring damn election we've ever had. There is. That, that, you're exactly right. But uh, Gore is involved. I mean, there's so many people that are involved in this deal. I have held the view for a long time, and if, if it turns out to be Bush Gore, I honestly hold the view that there's not two cents worth of difference in the way they will govern. They, they can't do anything. They're not in control. They're just a fantastic figurehead. They're able to communicate. I don't, I actually don't doubt that. Are, are, are you there? Yes, I am. Well, somebody's on your line. No, no, I had to change my phone line. Well, that's good. Otherwise, you're in mortal danger. No, no, I'm, I'm on a scrambler. <laughs> I, I know better. You know, been... That's good. Well, you're on a scrambler, and then, of course, you're on... 500 radio stations nationwide, too. Well, that's okay. Um, I want to get this information out to the people that need to know. Yes, I understand. Um, but as far as the societies are concerned, you know why the societies were created? The societies were created because the people that were in charge, and the, the gentleman that was talking about the Chiru, yes. the, the serpent guy. You understand? Um, you agree he, there is a Chiru? Yes, and, and, and he, he would have already, it sounds like he's, 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 mis he's uh, been uh, discommunicated from that group because he would have already been involved and higher up and would have never called in. Well, then how could he know what he knew? Well, he knows that, that, that the Chiru is definitely a society or a, a smaller society that is put in place to protect the Vatican and its knowledge. That's true. The serpent and the snake are two different societies. The snake, yes, did originate from 
the Sumerian Babylonian time. The the Chiru is a subset of the of of the uh, serpent, right? Yes. Or a, an uh, an action arm of the serpent. Exactly. Now now you've heard of um, or we used to watch Shogun and and all these um, uh, masters of the uh, the martial arts. Yes. Okay, that's been around for many 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 millenniums. Those are that that those are some of the things that they do teach to protect the knowledge. That's for sure. Spiritual and physical. Being able to being able to um, magically be in one place fighting and then move to another. Ability. All right, listen, I am at the bottom of the hour. Can can you hold on? I would love to talk more. I need to tell you some right. more things. And we need that time to trace this call. So uh, <laughs> please don't do that. Stay right there, okay? Okay. All right. I'm kind of hung up on this song too, and this instrument, whatever it is. Guess there's no use in hanging around. Guess I'll get dressed and do the town. I'll find some crowded avenue. Though it will be empty without you. Can't get used to losing you no matter what I try to do. Gotta live my whole life through. Anybody know who's singing this? It's a trick question now. Answer is <laughs> he's the same guy who sang the song going into the break. Same guy. Do you have it? That's Andy Williams. Call Art Bell in the Kingdom of Nye on the wild card line at 1-775-727-1295. That's 1-775-727-1295. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the premier radio networks. Good morning, everybody. We're discussing secret societies, some of them pretty rough and tough and tumble, and that's one of the ones we're talking about right now. Get a pen and a pencil ready for what I'm about to tell you. And here we go again. You're back on the air, sir. Thank you for waiting. And we've got your number now and your address, as well as your Social Security number and a couple of scars there on your body, too. How did you know that? 
You're good, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, getting back to the serious side here. So th- this really is this um, uh, uh, Chiru is really a real thing. It, it is, and and I don't want to actually to be honest with you, I don't want to go back to uh, uh, early times. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun going to um, looking at where the, all the secret societies originated from. But the most important part is the nowadays. Um, all right. People that live in, I mean, I, I let me go over the list just in case for all your listeners, if you've ever been. I heard the lady that was uh, talking to you earlier about her um, encounters. Uh, be careful with these people because they've got great fronts. Talking about the Solar Temple. I am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did speak about the Order of the Quest and the Jason Society. Now, those two, you probably won't be able to get into. Anybody, nobody really goes into those because those are people that are heads of state that uh, really make all the decisions for this new world order turnaround. Uh, but the Roshaniya and the Kabbalah and the Knights Templar, the Knights of Malta, which is exactly what uh, George Bush is a member of, uh-huh. the Knights of Columbus, the Jesuits, the Masons, uh, the Ancient and Mystical Order of the Rosicrucians, which is actually the Rosicrucians, uh, the Illuminati, the Nazi Party, the Communist Party, um, some executive members of the Council on Foreign Relations, and, and uh, there's another society that's called the Group that nobody's probably ever heard of. The Group. The Group. Um, now, I never have heard of the Group. Uh, have you ever seen... Uh, um, well, I'm not going to go into that. that I mean, you might really be able to find me then. Um, Brotherhood of the Dragon, the Rosicrucians, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, uh, the Trilateral Commission, which everybody's ever heard of, the Bilderberg Group, which was the original that started out this uh, this uh, socialist totalitarianism that they're trying to get to, um, the Open Friendly Secret Society, which is the Vatican, uh, the Russell Trust. The Let me Social read you. Man, I want to read you something and yeah. see if you agree with it. The, what I'm going to read to you is from the BBC News. All right. Okay. Um, and another another uh, media organization. Okay, but o- October second, October second, BBC News. Uh, the headline is "Death to the New World Order." Uh huh. The conspiracy theory about the New World Order is not new, but it is one that everyone is taking about, uh, talking about and uh, uh, taking seriously as we draw closer to the year 2000. A growing number of Americans are so convinced that the New World Order is about to take power that they are making plans to fight back, stockpiling foods, weapons, ammunition. Uh, Major Boyd is a trooper in the New Mexico militia, an armed unit of volunteers, farmers, salesmen, former police officers, who are preparing to take the new world order on. There are 19 million armed American patriots, it says here. This is the BBC, ready to take their country back. I, I love the BBC. Good luck. Uh, it won't happen. I'm, I'm glad for them, but it's, it's, it's just a, it's a great sensationalized news story. Um, the, the, the but you're, say, you're really saying the same thing. You're just saying there's no chance. There really isn't a chance. They've already got a foothold, or it's not going to happen. But I will say this. Um, it's going to happen. It won't happen overnight. It's happening on a day-to-day basis. You just can't see it happen because they're, they're, very, they're very well organized. Now, let me, let me explain why. Our world, and you will, you will see this, and so will your listeners, because it's very logical. Our world, in terms of our music, our language, mm-hmm. our, uh, our mathematics, our computers, everything is done on numerals. Everything is number-based. Yep. Now, the Vatican is in control of the largest computer in the world. And in that computer... I thought the CIA had the biggest computer. Where do you think the CIA is is originally organized? The Vatican? Exactly. I should have known. Yeah. Anyway, that that computer uh, controls not only 
uh, the population of our Earth and the population of the people of the first, second, and third worlds, but it also controls your finance, insurance, um, weather-related in, uh, accidents, uh, anything that has to do with monetary or binary codes. Those two things are the most important part of the ways that they are going about our destruction. Now, uh, I don't mean the destruction of the, the people overall. It's like a computer even beyond the cray? Oh, well, it's, I would call it, you, you remember the HAL 9000? Oh, yeah. This would be the Cray 9000. Or the Pope Plus. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but what, uh, what their goal is is uh, totalitarian socialism. And, uh, and it's very simple. It just means that the people that are in charge of this earth right now, the Ten Heads, the G7 nations, they don't trust anybody. They don't trust anybody to lead them to, to, to destroy us. In other words, the little wars that we fight with uh, Muammar Gaddafi and, yes. and uh, the, the, little, the little heads. Um, and the guy that, they, that our government put into power originally a long time ago um, over there in Iraq. I don't even want to say his name because it just makes me sick. Um, <clears throat> they will not even destroy Iraq. They won't go in to kill. No, it's true. They, because there, there are secret relics. There are, there are things there that they cannot destroy. I do believe that. Well, Zechariah talks about it. I know. Well, no, I do believe it. I do believe it. Uh, Iraq is simply absolutely full of that kind of thing. Oh, well, it's, and it's completely off limits because that's where Babylonia and Sumerian was originally, uh, where they were originally started up. And, um, uh, but I do want to talk to the listeners just for a second about the society because it's most important to them. Um, you, you watch the X-Files. I mean, everybody watches the X-Files. That listens. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm probably going to have Chris Carter on next week. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Uh, a very uh, enlightened individual. Um, I enjoy his work. Uh, half the things on there are, are, are far-fetched, but some of the things on there are uh, nowadays. And, um, oh, look, uh, he deals, Chris Carter de- deals with the edge of reality. In other words, I've been on a couple of his uh, programs, and let me tell you that, <laughs> I think I said this once before on the air, um, in the show that I was that I was on, I was privileged to be on. It was about somebody who had a disease from the Gulf War, mm-hmm. and in the original script they called it what it really is called, microplasma incognitus, mm-hmm. and that was in the original script they sent me. And when I got well, got up to Canada to sh- do the shoot. They had changed the name of the disease. I do remember you telling that. Yeah, it's the truth. Uh, oh, no, I, I... But, I mean, that's how close to the edge of reality Mr. Carter dances. Oh, oh he really is. And and how about the uh, the last episode of last year? Was that was that verbatim, word for word, Zechariah Kitchen, or what? Yep. Listen, sir, I, I, I'm going to have to go. We, I've devoted a lot of time. You're a really good call, but I'm, I'm going to have to scoot. Any final words? Yeah, final word. I, I would like to... Uh, to try to bring out uh, a dragon, and here's how I'm gonna, I want to bring him out. Uh, if you are a dragon, anyone who's listening, uh, I would like to say this, that there will be an explosion. Explosion will be on a planet in our solar system. It will be caused by the people of Earth who are in control, and it will be utilized by the little space maneuvering ability of Galileo. When that happens, that's when you want to go out and start looking for your guns, 
um, start storing food and water because Y2K is nothing but a shock test. That's all I got to say. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I'd like to talk to a dragon too. But I kind of doubt a dragon will call. Well, you never know. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Oh, finally. Okay. <laughs> it, um, that was a really, really hard call to follow, but. <laughs> well. Um, oh, um, I was, because, uh, you know, did you hear about today uh, about a student out in Columbine? About what, huh? A student out in Columbine. A student at Columbine? Right. He went and made a threat that he was going to finish the job or something. No, I didn't hear that. Well, anyways, well, it, just um, just before I heard that on today on the news in Houston, um, there was a deal about a 13-year-old student who was stabbed in the head by a, with a screwdriver. What? A 14-year-old student stabbed a 13-year-old student in the head, head with a screwdriver with a screwdriver. at high school. At high school. Uh, no, it's in middle school. Middle school in Houston. In Houston. Well. I'd li- I guess I, I wish I could say I'm shocked, and it is, <laughs> it is it is shocking. It's horrible to hear about, but... Yeah, I know. Um, oh, but on a lighter note, I guess, um, the, whenever people were bringing about the Knights Templar... Yes. Uh, did you know there's a music group that goes by that name? <laughs> and yeah. I bet you can guess what one of their CDs is called. What? Jacques de Molay. <laughs> And uh, oh, also, um, another caller a couple weeks ago brought up about uh, Pahrumpf being mentioned on the Kid Rock video. Yeah, Pahrumpf is on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I, I wonder why. Well, um, I remember seeing something in the middle of the night because I was up watching TV, and uh, he was talking about the making of the video. There is an absolute disproportionate amount of attention paid to Pahrumpf, my little mm-hmm. town. It's, it's crazy. Well, he said because of the fact he's a fan of Art Bell. And the X Files and stuff like that. Oh. And uh, he's even planning on maybe shooting a video in Roswell <laughs> or Perump. Or Perump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, thank you. Okay, thank Take you. Take care. Or Perump. You know, there has been a, in, in the media, there's been way a disproportionate amount of attention paid to my little town. And we are a little town. I mean, we're 30,000 people, maybe. That's it. International Line, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Art. It's uh, Mike calling from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, listening to you on 1410 Fund. Of course. How are you doing, Mike? Good. Yourself? Um, Fine. I just wanted to make three quick comments. All right. First, about the, your book, The Quickening. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to put a plug in it there for the public. Um, <laughs> I went out and purchased it when it came out. Right. It is a well-written, thought-provoking piece of literature. Thank you. And, and if, uh, uh, if people sit down and read it today... It's going to seem prophetic. It's going to be scary, is what it is. Yeah. It's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to happen sooner or later, right? Um, as I recall, you were down in Vancouver. Or you were on a, 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 you did a, a ship, like you went on a. Well, you know, I've, I've, actually, I've been in Vancouver on a number of occasions, uh, but yes, one of them was um, a tour up through the, uh, up, uh, along the coast of Alaska. Yes. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you like it down here in Vancouver? I think you have one of the most beautiful cities on the face of the earth. Yeah, it's pretty nice. One final question. What, uh, actually, two more. What operating systems do you I know you're a computer enthusiast, right? Oh, yes. What uh, operating systems do you want at home? Well, I've got mostly Windows 95 because I don't trust 98 yet. 
And I've got Windows NT. Okay. Um, one final comment. You know, I was sitting here on my uh, my Debian Linux box here, and uh, I thought, you know, how you'd like to go on your live cam with your T-shirt. Another stuff? Linux slob. Uh, I mean, uh, snob. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. Thinking, you know what would be really funny is to have you on your live cam there with a big uh, Linux T-shirt with a penguin on it. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. <laughs> I notice that people who have have Linux, they've got their noses a little higher in the air. Yeah, well, um, I mean, there's more you can do, more functionality. Oh, I know. uh, Anyways, uh, take care, and uh, I'll keep listening. (laughs) All right, take care. Okay, bye. I'm sure my webmaster just sat straight up and said, what? (laughs) I meant to say snob, not slob. I'm sure most of the users are pretty neat. Um, on my secret society line, you are on the air. Hello. Hello. It is, sir. Yeah, that's me. Hey, how's it going? Um, all right. Very good. All right, I was calling. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the uh, what you were talking about in terms of secret societies. Yes. Um, I'm a part of an, an order called the Mystic Nine. The Mystic Nine? Yes. Okay, that's a new one. Yeah, the Mystic Nine is an order that is really not of this uh, or on this plane, and it was something that happened metaphysically that came to me. This order is an order that basically uh, is from a place or a planet called Sirius. I'm sure you've heard of that. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, uh, you've probably also heard of some music uh, by uh, Parliament, uh, the group Parliament. I'm not sure. Okay, they talked about the mothership connection a long time ago, in the 70s. Right. Okay, well, this particular order is, it, it's sort of like the, the same order. They talked about the mothership connection, and what they were saying basically is that at some point in time, the mothership will come down and help uh, raise the rest of the Mystic Nine of 144,000, which is one of the same things that Zechariah Sitchin talks about. Yes. Okay. Well, what I was basically calling to tell you was that it is a real order, and it actually precedes the Masonic order of today. And the ancient Sumerians, of course, were the ones who started the whole concept of the Masonic order. How did you come to become a member of the Mystic Nine? Well, it came about through basically having a metaphysical experience. This was an experience that I did not ask for, but it came down. And what's happening now, based on the information that I'm getting, um, through understanding the Akashic records and that type of thing and being right. able to go into that now. Right. I'm understanding that this particular order is coming back, and we are bas- basically reawakening. And so the Masonic order of today is still is valid. It's a valid order. However, a lot of that knowledge that they have was stolen, uh, stolen knowledge through Napoleon and through some of the um, conquest of that area. And what is the goal of the Mystic Nine? Well, it's also a part of what is called the New World Order. Now, there are two New World Orders. Uh, One of you're, the, you're like, you know, so you're the, you're actually the person in the organization this last guy was complaining about, or the guy before. Uh, well, not, not, I, I'm not, not, he was not complaining about. Well, what? Yes, he was. He was saying that the goal is to bring on Armageddon. Okay. Well, no, that's that is not the goal. The goal is basically to uh, to raise the consciousness of this planet, Mother Earth. Someone was talking about Mother Earth, or that they had some contact with Mother Earth. Yes. Okay. Well, Mother Earth is sick, 
And basically, it's because of a lot of the things that we have done to Mother Earth. Well, I don't disagree with that. Okay, with the ecosystems and, and things like that. And so Mother Earth giving someone a message is not very uncommon. So what's happening now is that a lot of the originals are incarnating again. And they're incarnating on this planet to help raise the consciousness of the planet so that we can raise the vibration because the vibration is so low that it's throwing things off in the rest of the universe. And so thus you get a lot of the problems that we have, uh, earthquakes, tornadoes like crazy all over the world. So, so in other words, we're screwing up a lot of other people's stuff or whatever. We are. We are. You know, You're I, causing a lot of problems throughout the throughout the rest of the universe, and it has to be fixed. And that also and they're, was, they're probably kind of fed up with us out there. Absolutely. That also explains some of the extraterrestrials that we're beginning to see. All right, sir, listen, I'm out of time. Got to run. Sorry. Run like the wind. I'm Art Bell, and this is Coast to Coast AM. Dial 1-800-618-8255. East of the Rockies, 1-800-825-5033. First-time callers may reach out at 1-775-727-1222. Or use the wild card line at 1-775-727-1295. To reach out on the toll-free international line, call your AT&T operator and have them dial 800-893-0903. This is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the Premier Radio Networks. Well, I was certainly wrong about what I said. It was Andy Williams and Steve Lawrence. They sound a lot alike. But I was not wrong when I said when I what, what I said about the Linux people. Right about that. Remember when they played this at Waco? You ever listen to the words? You keep playing where you shouldn't be playing. And you keep thinking that you'll never get burned. Ha! I just found me a brand new box of matches, yeah. And what he knows, you ain't had time to learn. Unbelievable, isn't it? These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Are you ready, Boo? Start 
They played that again and again on a loudspeaker system uh, in the Waco. And when you listen to the words later, it's really shocking. That was a smooth one. They must have known I was on board. No egos in Hollywood, right? <laughs> Actually, I would like to uh, – I think Mr. Shatner would be a fun interview. I interviewed Mr. Spock, you know, Leonard Nimoy. I suppose uh, Mr. Shatner would be very interesting to interview as well. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that if we can arrange it, uh, I got a call from Chris Carter's office today. I'd like to come on the air. And we're going to try to arrange it for someday next week, if not then the following, but soon. West of the Rockies, you are on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. Yes. I'm interested in talking to you about the people who are Armageddonists. Or, Armageddonists? Or, you know, they're into That's a trying, cool new word. I like it. Well, they're trying to bring on the Armageddon. Right, you know? right. Um, th- there's a large percentage of them that are fundamentalist Christians. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Like Jerry Falwell. Right. I believe the world will be consumed by fire. Actually, you know, I'd, I, there's another person I want to interview. It's Jerry Falwell. I'd really like to interview him. Right. So so they believe the world's going to be consumed by fire. Right. And they, they call it uh, the rapture. And uh, it seems kind of absurd to me, you know, to bring on this nuclear destruction. Well... Uh, with that, I agree. Um, I would la- I, I'd really like to have Jerry Falwell right here and to be able to actually ask him if that is what he means. And I think he would disagree with that. He'd probably say, no, of course not. That isn't what I mean. But uh, he is, I think, looking forward to the rapture. So there you are. He would be, he, he really would be an interesting person to talk to. He's made some interesting remarks about uh, ufologists and and all the rest of it. And he'd be a fascinating interview. Want to do it, Jerry? Mm-hmm. Wildcard line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Uh, Colin with the Illuminati. Are you an Illuminati? Uh huh. Person, girl, woman. Uh huh. You are. With the Illuminati families. The the the, the families. It, it's set up. Um, You've got to be careful with families. That has a specific connotation here in Nevada. Well, it, it's set up. You have your Council of Thirteen, and um, that's the the executive committee of the Illuminati. Would you be an Illuminatius? I'm not on the Council of Thirteen. Okay. And um, then within those families, you've got the Mother of Darkness. You've got princes and, and priests. Of dark, different mother of Wait a minute. Slow down. The mother of darkness? Uh-huh. Who, who is the mother of darkness? Well, um, where it is Hillary Clinton is up to that rank. Hillary? Yeah. Hillary is the mother of darkness? Up, up there, uh-huh. You mean to say New York State may have the mother of darkness running things there? Yeah, yeah. And um, then it's got a... a Judicial um, branch, and that's called the Sanhedrin. That's made up of 70 people. Okay. And it's got a legislative branch, and that's 300 people. Is that the what people call the Committee of 300? 
Mm-hmm. That's the Committee of 300. Oh, yes. And say if you take a family, let's take the Rockefeller family. Okay. Because they're an Illuminati family, and they go down for generations with John D. and the sons and the sons and the sons mm. and stuff like that. Now, now, sometimes they'll try to hide the bloodlines or work their power in, and the um, now the father of Bill Clinton we have is, is Lawrence Rockefeller with the mother being Virginia Del Cassie. And so Virginia Del Cassie's lines go to the Russell family. Is it hard to get an Illuminati through the eye of a needle? <laughs> they can do about anything. I don't know, you know. See, now you've got the Rockefellers running the banking system, the Chase Manhattan banking systems, a lot of the, um, a lot of the businesses, and the, um, and one of the branches that they have is the Century Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's more where um, my family's been involved with the Century Club. And they'll have, like, a treasurer of Kodak or um, president of uh, Xerox or something like that, or mm-hmm. Bausen Lomb. Mm-hmm. And that's a higher up. And, you know, you've got your Council on Foreign Relations and stuff like that. Well, we've come full circle. We started with the CFR, I think. Uh-huh. And you've got other families. You've got the DuPont family is another Illuminati family. And uh, they do uh, a lot of more research. They're not as much into politics, although they do have a lot of political connections in Delaware. They do the um, uh, research. They do the, a lot of the UFO stuff is from the, uh, their family, the DuPont, and, the, chemi- and the, the different supplies to the military come from the DuPont family. They um, have the monopoly in the United States on the gunpowder. Really? Uh huh. And then you have the the Collins now, family. Now, now, what is all of this moving toward? The New World Order. Well, uh, what happens the to Satan reigning? What Satan. happens? What happens to the gunpowder in the New World Order? It's controlled by the Illuminati. They get it. Uh-huh. Uh, see, see, they can, they can, they can do what they want with the guns. Everybody keeps their guns, but they don't have gunpowder. Well, yeah, right. What good is a gun without bullets? That's right. Throw it at somebody. That's about all you can do. That's right. And the Collins is more of a a witchcraft family, the generation of witchcraft. And when you you do have a witch on the generational things going on that was my grandmother and my great grandmother, something that's been in the family. Right, but in essence, you're part of all this. Bloodline, more, more or less. You know, I've converted to Christianity, but, you know, you get a connection to it. But, uh, the old NWO doesn't really ever get out of you. Well, you you, you get, and and uh, but it's interesting. It's it's interesting how it's structured and how it operates because it operates so secretly and it has so much power and control and stuff. And uh, well, you're a scary lady. I don't know how you know all this. And now Joe Kennedy was involved with the Illuminati and the, his sons, uh, JFK. They. He thought he was in charge of the United States and not the Illuminati, and that is where they had their conflicts. And so that's what did him in? That's what did him in. That's what did Bobby in, too. They didn't show the line. See, Bill Clinton does more what they want, and some of the other presidents will do more what they want. What do you think about, obviously, I mean, Bush or Gore will be the next president? I don't know as much about Gore. I know Bush. I know that George Bush has been involved with the skull and crossbones. I know being in charge of the CIA, the CIA is awfully shady and 
when you study that, it's quite quite a bit of stuff that it's involved with. And uh, well, I've heard of that they're if, quite if, big if, in the drug trade. Yeah, that's me, what let, I've heard. Let me the stop you. They're very big in the drug trade. Well, that's what's being. I know that's the big bad rumor going around. But you know. If, if if really so many people believe this of, of George Bush, senior and now to be, right. uh, no doubt, uh, in waiting, then why is he elected? Why are they, the Bushes elected to, again and again? It, it has to do with the media. The media will promote who, who they want to promote. I see the media is owned by, by people, you know. If you've got the kind of money that the Rockefellers have, you you can you know within the biocon. Well, you, you know you're absolutely right. I mean the media. It's, so they're not going to talk trash about themselves. All right. They, yeah, but I'm not. I don't feel compelled to say a damn one damn damn good thing about George Bush. I George W. Not at all. And I'm in the media. As a matter of fact, I think I'm in one of the largest media companies in America right now. The largest. And they never tell me what to say. They're probably scared half to death of what I'm going to say. And I, it, it, we are, I guarantee you, with the recent acquisitions of my company, or the division of my company, we're a monster of the biggest broadcaster in the world right now. And so you would think if there was going to be some control, that they'd control me, and I'm totally out of control, almost all the time. So I wonder about that. People say, well, it's the media. The question was, why, if everybody knows about this, are we reelecting Bushes by the droves? Answer was the media. Well, I, I can't buy into that. Simply because they should have stomped on me a long time ago. Of course, you know, we've tried a few times. But, but not my company. International Line, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. Hello. I'm calling from Burnaby, B.C. Burnaby. I've got a good uh, conspiracy book for people. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's all right. Uh, it's called The Holy Blood, The Holy Grail. These guys would be good oh, yes. guests on your show. They would be if I knew how to contact them. Michael Brangen, Richard Lay, and Henry Lincoln. Mm-hmm. It's a book uh, about uh, Jesus. Yes. And that he was married and that he might not have been crucified on the cross. Really? Yeah. Who was that then? Who was that? Well, they, they say his family? twin brother. His twin brother? Yeah. This is getting deeper by the minute here. It's a good book. Is it? Yeah, it talks about uh, that this this secret has been concealed. But a lot of, uh, like, the Vatican and that, they know it. Is. And there's a secret society called... Uh, Pure de Sion. It's called what? The Pure de Sion. Sounds French. Yeah, it is French. Uh huh. That's the secret society behind that keeps keeps a secret. Wow. All right. So there is. Oh, a... I got another thing to to ask about or what? to say. What? Is you know when you do those experiments with people? Yes. Uh. Why doesn't everybody just think you, about you quitting smoking and getting starting to exercise? Well, that everybody be, does that tonight. Maybe that'd, you'll quit smoking, that'd be, and you'll live longer, and you'll be on the air longer. How do you know? Well, I know. Do you, you, you know? Do you know there was a lady who passed away 
had 120 years of age recently, and she quit smoking, when do you think? At 118. Now, how do you account for that? It's it's not a very good drug, those cigarettes. Well, I, I'm the next smoker myself. Are you? Yes. How long? Uh, I quit for two years, and then last summer, not this, not the, the last summer that just passed, but the summer before, I started for three months mm. again. Pressure? Yeah. I had a pretty good job. Try doing a radio program like this. I'm talking about pressure. Even though it sounds easy, you know, relaxed and all that. There's a lot of pressure. Well, it must be. So well, you only do it three nights a week now. That's not uh, that's too bad. Right. That's it's still pressure, and there's things going on behind the scenes you don't know about. A lot of pressure, and so if you were a smoker, you know when you're pressured, when you've got stress in your life, what do you do? Yeah, it must be it would make it more difficult to quit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, you know, or when you're everybody thought about it, it might make it easier. Or when you're on the telephone, what do you do? If you're a smoker, you grab a cigarette, right? Yeah. After sex. Well, you could limit yourself, not smoke, just smoke after meals. After sex? Yeah, that too. After coffee? Breakfast? You know what they should do in the States? <laughs> what? is they should legalize marijuana and just tax it. They can make lots of money. And, you know, sick people could get it. They they could be the only ones that don't pay tax on it. Well, actually, if they were to legalize marijuana and hemp products for all purposes, uh, the Wall Street Journal suggested we could uh, raise about a half a trillion dollars a year in revenue. Did you know that? Half a trillion, that's a lot. It's a lot of money. $500 billion. All right, sir, thank you. Okay, thank and you, Thank Art. you for the good thoughts. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air. Hello. Good evening, Art. Good evening. I'm calling from San Francisco. Okay. Um, former member of the Temple of Set. Really? Oh, the Temple of Set. Now, I've heard of that. Now, for those listeners out there who are not familiar with the Temple of Set, it was an offshoot splinter group of Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. Oh, man. That's dark stuff. Very dark, but not for the reasons that most of you would think, not for the religious reasons. Yeah. Um, closely affiliated with the government and mind control operations. Really? Um, it was founded by Lieutenant Colonel Michael Aquino. Yeah. That name may sound familiar. Those of you who remember back in the 70s, he it was... It does. A, it does sound familiar to me. He was involved in a child sexual abuse scandal at the... Presidio Army Base in San Francisco. San Francisco. But the most important thing, well, he's also a key conductor on the Freedom Train. Really? And for those of you who are not in the know, the Freedom Train is parlance for the National Network of Government Mind Control Slaves. The National Network of Government Mind Control, Control Slaves. Yes, the people, I will not say any names because I don't want to get you in trouble, but... No, don't do that. I'm not going to do that. So just so, you know, people, names that your audience are very familiar are with. Are there a lot of government control slaves out there? I honestly have no idea how many there are. Well, you it may be. It may be, I would say, in the hundreds, at least. And what 
generally, what kind of missions are they assigned? I mean, what are they out there to do? Well, because these people suffer from what is called dissociative identity disorder or multiple personality complex, yeah. their brains are compartmentalized and they serve various functions. If you trigger them with a particular stimuli, such as a word or phrase, um, they can be, for example, a sex slave, which is actually is very common. One of the things, the reasons that Bill Clinton's gotten in so much trouble is he's had a tendency to move outside of the sex slaves provided through these programs and go after other people, whether it be interns or married people or former associates, people who've worked for him. Well, but a slave is supposed to be, well, I don't know, uh, but the most cooperative, and, and Bill's slaves have not been cooperative. He's Look at all the trouble he's been Oh, well, that's my point. These people, the ones you hear about in the media, have not been the slaves. They've been the people outside. See, Bill Clinton has been violating the rules. Most presidents keep it quiet because they limit their extramarital sexual affairs to people who are in this sex slave network. That way, it's where you never hear about it. Uh-huh. But the most important thing I want to get out to your audience tonight, the most important piece of information, is that I would like to reveal the identity of the Antichrist for the new millennium. All right, all right. Can you hold through the break here? Absolutely. This is very important. All right, good. Well, this is for you. And maybe a steel helmet. Jill gave her a shove that fell into the cradle of love. 
We'll rock the bye, baby, in the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. We'll rock the bye, baby, in the treetop. When the wind blows, we'll be right back. Here's an interesting little factoid from the UK news, United Kingdom news. Judges must declare Masonic link. Judges, magistrates, and police officers will in the future have to declare whether they are Freemasons. The Home Secretary said he would ask the United Grand Lodge to publish regional lists of Freemasons who work in the criminal justice system. If it refuses to cooperate, a register will be set up which Masons will have to declare that they belong to lodges. Though the register will at first be voluntary, Mr. Straw said the government was prepared to change the law to force employees to declare their membership. The rules will also apply to Crown prosecutors, probation officers, and prison staff. All right, sir, you're back on the air. Great, Art. Uh, before I reveal the identity of the Antichrist, I would like to recommend a couple of books that I feel would be very instructive for your audience. All right. And one of them, of course, is The Biggest Secret, the book that will change the world by David Icke. That's I-C-K-E. Yep. And I know you had him on the show once several months ago. And I did, yes. You did say to him that you would have him back on when his book came out, and we're still waiting. Well, we'll see. I think he'd be a fabulous guest. Mm. Um, another book that your audience would benefit from is a book entitled None Dare Call It Conspiracy. Oh, that's been around a long time. It's a classic. Yeah, I've read it. What do you think of it? long time ago. Um... As Stanton Friedman would say, it's in my gray box. In your but I, I digested that book. I thought it was very interesting. Are you also familiar with the book Transformation of America by Kathy O'Brien? No. Okay, she was a victim of government-sponsored mind control, and I believe she would make a fabulous guest. MK Ultra, that kind of thing. Project Monarch, MK Ultra. Yes. She was part of the Freedom Train. She was one of these government sex slaves. Okay, well, well, that sounds interesting. A government sex slave. And she has quite a bit to say about the New World Order and many of oh, the I most bet. famous politicians in the world. Okay. Who is the Antichrist? Not who you would expect. It of course is, not. It is. Da -da. Da -da, drum roll. Yes. It is Prince Charles of Wales. Can I, uh, you know, can I back it up? Oh, yeah, I, I know. The Antichrist and a cup of tea or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Right? That is part of it. Yeah, I know. I think that the author presents a very strong case. Oh, Prince Charles is His, hardly a compelling personality of any sort. He has been intimately involved in four of the most widely viewed televised events in the history of the modern world. So what? His personal and historically unique coat of arms is a literal and graphic representation of the beast described in Revelation. I think that's all a bunch of baloney. His name, Charles of Wales, calculates to exactly 666 in two languages, uh, so, both so, Hebrew so, and English. Well, so Ronald Wilson Reagan, so 
lot of, a lot of people have names that add up to 666. Yes, but not using the, the correct Hebrew numerical values and the biblical method of sequential numbering. There was a book, wasn't there, The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea? Uh, I believe there was, yes. Yeah. And I believe the author, Tim Cohen, would be an excellent guest. Also keep in mind that the royal family of England provided the money through their bank, NatWest, for the company Mondex. Mondex is the company that is the preeminent company in the world developing cashless cashless electronic money, the smart card. Oh, we're headed that way. But Mondex actually stands for monetary dexter, meaning money and dexter, the right. The right is in the right hand. People mm. will eventually have either a chimp implanted or something tattooed upon them that will be used as the mark of the beast. You will not be able to buy or sell without it. Yeah, I know the story. All right, well, I appreciate it, but I don't buy the Prince, uh, Prince Charles stuff. Never did. The Antichrist is going to have to be a very compelling figure. I mean, very compelling. And uh, I don't want to make a crack here, so I won't. But uh, I, I just don't. I, I don't. I don't buy it. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello. 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 This is uh, Gary Bell. Yes. Ready to come up radio. Good. Good caller. Okay. And uh, yeah, I have a. Uh, um, yeah, I uh, I'm a uh, yes. I'm a uh, you're a what? <laughs> I'm a yes. Grand Dervish. A Grand Dervish. 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 A Grand In Dervish. In the Frisbean Society. In the Frisbean Society. Yes. It's which which a, it's, it's, it's which has no no relationship to the round thing that one tosses well, in the it's, it's it's a it's a offshoot of the Baba Be Happies of the sixties. The Baba Be Happies. Yes, yeah, so the 60s. It, 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 does that, does that have anything to do with Baba Bui? No, no. No, good. The Baba B Happies. Baba B. Is, is, is a, um, um, an Eastern uh, uh, religion that was kind of toyed with in the 60s by uh, the hippie trail type people. And uh, we, we, we believe that, that when you die, your soul goes on the roof and you can't get it down. <laughs> like a frisbee, right? And uh, oh, the uh, the instrument on the uh, um, the Steve Orange song. Yes. It is a violin's pizzicato. Well, it sure is. Well done. Yes, I, I very unusual. Like myself. Uh, I didn't care for Steve Orange too much, but the uh, the uh, music was done well. It was. Thank you. And uh, keep sailing. Okay. All right. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. 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 Yes. Am I reaching here? Well, who are you reaching? Yeah, who am I speaking with? What's your best guess? Art Bell. Bingo. All right. Turn your radio off. I got through. Turn your radio off. Turn it off? Turn it off. Oh, hold on, please. All right. I'll hold. See, people should have them convenient and ready at their very side so that when they get on the air, they can turn it off. All right, sorry. All right, that's right. So. Still there. Yes, I'm here. All right. What was that? What was what? Oh, it was my chair. Your chair? Yes. Boy, if I had a chair like that, they'd throw me off the air. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You have one with wheels, I assume. And it's, yeah, I, uh, I do. Above carpet. I, I'm moving now. No, actually, you can't. It's not good on carpet. Uh, it really screws up carpet. So, my wife built me a very special floor in here. Which really? I, yeah. Uh huh. So I can wheel around on it with ease. 
I cannot believe I'm speaking with you. Well, this is no. I some want things to you have to. Have, some articles of faith that you just have to take. I know. I've tried to get through forever, and I just never could get through. And I had, like, you know, I. The reason I called you, is because I had a comment about. You talked to that guy from Washington State. They had the hole. Mel's Mel's hole, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty skeptical about that. Uh huh. Because of the fact that you asked him. You said, Mel, can you provide photographs of this? And he said, That's right. Uh, no. Well, no, no that isn't, that isn't quite right. That, that? That's not quite right. What he said was, in the in the in the first interview, that he would indeed try to do that. Uh-huh. And when he went back, there were military people preventing him from getting back. He he went in trying to get pictures. Right. It's just that I heard all that, and he said, "Isn't there, you know, some some cameras?" That you know of, you know, we have an enormous technology as far as cameras go. Yes. There's no possible way he could ever, ever get close enough to get a picture, because what my what my whole thing was on that is that you asked me, you said, can you can you draw us a picture? And he said, sure. Yes. You see, my my thing with that is, anyone could do that. That's true. Anyone could draw a picture, and anyone could say, this is what it is. And you asked me, have you involved the media? Have you involved any... Uh, right. I, I think you have every right to be skeptical about Mel's Hall. I was very, very, you know, I was very interested in it. You know, I, I heard it, I, you know, I heard him discussing it on that, you know, air. And if it's true... But what you've got to remember is, uh-huh. Strange Universe went up there with a television crew... Right. ...after I did that story. Oh, really? And, oh, you didn't know that, huh? Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Um, and one of their uh, camera people uh-huh. fell into the hole... Yeah. Never to be heard from again. Never to be heard from. The sound guy almost fell in, too. What's that? The sound guy almost fell in, too. Sound guy? Yeah. Well, there was a cable, and, you know, he damn near got dragged down with a camera guy. And I and I heard you say that... If... No, I'm kidding. They did go up there, though. It was, it, <laughs> I was going to say, come on, that's a little and far-fetched. It is far-fetched. But what they did find was military boot prints all over the area and markings, military markings all over the area. Uh-huh. Uh, and military track vehicles all over the area where Mel's Hole is supposed to be. Right. I just, I just, I, I, I kept hearing him talk about it, and then I made notes about it because he said that the whole, I can't exactly remember the measurements on the diameter and everything. If it's like I said, if it's true, it's very interesting, and it, you know, I hope it is. I, you know, the world needs things like that. Why? It needs well. We need things that we can. Uh, Why would the wonders. world need a bottomless hole? Why do we need a bottomless hole? Yep. Because it, th- some things are just one of a kind, and it makes them more mysterious. It makes them uh, hold certain uh, meanings to people. Have you ever to... have you ever considered this though? What's that? Deep within the earth, we right. we really don't know what's in the earth. I mean, uh-huh. you hear scientists say, "Well, it's an iron core." You hear scientists say, "Well, it's a molten core and it's hot." Right. You hear people talk about the hollow earth theory. You hear a lot of people say that there may be things that live deep within the earth. Uh-huh. Life, uh, now they're talking about science, is saying there could be life deep within the earth. Uh-huh. And if you've got a hole that things can fall down, you've got a hole that things can crawl out of. That's true. That's, oh. that's true. Yeah. So. It's just, you know, and he said even if it's not a bottomless pit, like, you know, he suggests that it's the deepest hole in the world. Well, he didn't say bottomless. He said that he ran the monofilament down 
X yeah. number of thousand of seven thousand feet, I think, and uh, he found no bottom at that point. That's that's pretty far. Okay, and this is another point I wanted to make. He has every constitutional right under the amendment to the military, even if it's the military. Ha, 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 ha. Even Excuse if. my laugh. I know where you're going. And okay, you know where I'm going with that? Yeah, and, and you can't really get there. And what I'm if, saying is in other words, if, you, if you've got something, sir, okay. that affects national security. Which is a plane crash in there. Was it that whatever, was crash? you know, whatever. If you have something that is so serious that it would affect national security, uh-huh. and you could hold the Bill of Rights up and talk about them until the cows came home, and you'd still end up in a facility somewhere. So you st- so you do think that the, the uh, military has the right anyway? Well, I know they have some rights to bend the rules a little bit, but do you think that bend they the rules? What's that? As you say, bend the rules. Yeah, bend the rules, mm-hmm. which means the Constitution and the rights. Yes. Uh, I just, I, I mean, I, when I heard the first, you're, you're right, but when I heard it the first time, I was just saying to myself, if this is my property, yep. and I had this kind of thing on my property, and I wanted to go investigate it, it's my property, I know that, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go. Well, they, they, look, they offered him a deal he couldn't refuse. They said, Mel, uh, oh, they you, were the you, private you essentially, you have two choices. You can lease this to us in or perpetuity, can... or we can take it away from you. Uh, if we lease it, we'll pay you a bunch of money, and you can go down to Australia and live happily ever after. Or they we were can, the people that were calling the... Uh, or the we can take it away from you. And if you don't think the government can do that, let me show you what's happened here in Nevada. What's happened? Around Area 51. Oh, okay. Okay? They just annexed all kinds of land. Mm-hmm. They just said, that land is now ours. Right. I don't, I, I don't get how that can... So you know where that song says, this land is your land? It's Not bogus. all of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, I appreciate your skeptical call. Oh, no problem. And I love your show. Keep it up. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. Rocky, or Rocky here in Woodbury, Minnesota. Okay, Rocky, you're going to have to yell at us a little. You're not too loud. Oh, I always have to yell this stupid phone. Hey, how about a Y2K update from the big Midwest? Mm. Well, I'm kind of waiting to see if Gary North is going to come back on. He said last time he was on. He got some great stuff, man. You do. Embedded chips. Yes. I talked to the guy who personally checked all of the embedded chips. How could one one go? Oh, you mean right where in your little area? Well, I'm talking about Minneapolis-St. Paul here. Yeah. Okay. The guy who checked the chips. Right. Turns out that 85% of the chips didn't even have a date routine. Well, that may well be. And of the 15% that do? Replaced. Replaced? Yeah. That's amazing because I've heard that most power companies have done absolutely nothing. Well, I happen to be a night janitor. Yes. In the corporate office of the main power company here, Ooh, which so I will been, not make. You've been you've been reading the trash, have you? Have I ever? Uh huh. We're so ready, Art. You can't hardly believe it. So there's not even gonna be like a blink of the lights uh, there in your area. Not a blink. No gas shutoffs. No water problems. Nothing. And here's the kicker. Yeah. They set up a network. 
45 computers. They ran every piece of software that they used throughout the company. And nothing can go wrong. For three days. By the third day, now they started out with an army of people in this room. Mm. And by the third day, they had them watching videos. They were like watching movies. Because everything had gone so well that there was nothing to do. So they ended up taping all their eyes open, tying them in a chair, and playing them 30-something until they couldn't handle it anymore, right? Well, pretty much. Pretty much. I can't remember what they were watching, but as I walked by... <laughs> Long about midnight, they were watching videos because everything had gone so well with the Y2K testing. So, you live then in a Y2K-free zone? I believe so, unless some other thing goes wrong, like everybody goes nuts and shoots each other. I don't expect that. No, I don't either. All right, well, listen, my friend, the show is over, and... You are the lucky one to get to say goodnight. So choose all your right. words and tell everybody goodnight. Good night, America. Peace, love, joy, all the good stuff. And power. Uh, and power. The yeah. kind that comes through the socket. Yeah, power to, that's right, power to the people. All right, see you later. Okay, that'll do it. Linda Moulton Howe in hour one tomorrow night. After that, I don't have the slightest idea. So you all take care now from the high desert where we hope it won't shake anymore. Good night.